go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, 83.3 million howdies. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Off and running on this 26th day of January 2024. January's almost done. And what a Friday on the front porch, I suspect. We're going to have. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Hi, I'm Robin. It's, uh, it is, it's, it's Friday on the front porch, and so in about an hour or so, we'll go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves and begin what I have no doubt is going to be an absolutely rousing conversation this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different, and so consequently... Before the mat, but before all the fun begins, we say thank you to our 26th day of the month subscribers, and that means uh, thank you to Ralphs, and thank you to Emilio. Thank you so very kindly. We uh, we have a fundraising goal of $1,430 to finish January fully funded. We've got a fighting chance. Today might be our best chance. And, uh, oh, let's get to, well, if, if you want to enhance your live listening um, experience, this would be a great uh, time, if you never have before, to pop by the Mary Wacky Zany Real-Time Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza that is the Horn Chat Room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific, and all time zones in between in the Great Globe Round. If you do so, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers, Anatole and Irish Dave and Ralphs and Squeaky and Theo. Hey, gang! And capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, Bud Trimmer Emeritus, and Zimmergist Extraordinaire, Roger in Oregon. Yeah, so whatever plans I had for where this program was going to go, it got well, it got launched into the center of the sun a little bit ago with news of the jury verdict in the E. Jean Carroll case. And you know what? There may be a third one coming because he defamed her in the middle of this one. Holy smokes. Oh, I said 1430, 1425. 1425, thank you. 
<laughs> the jury did, really did write a number and then start following it with so many zeros that, it, that the foreman's hand cramped. <laughs> how does it break out? Well, this is how it breaks out. First of all, the closing arguments were today. The jury... Let me see. Positively giddy. Closing arguments take a while. Even It takes even more time to instruct the jury. Jury, jury instructions are can be lengthy and sleepy. And then, well, usually juries deliberate at least long enough to get a pot of coffee brewed. I don't even think they cracked a bottle of water. They were out precisely as long as it took them to hand E. Jean Carroll $7.3 million as compensatory damages. Compensatory damages means pain, suffering, infliction of emotional distress. $11 million, remember the expert said as much as 12 for reputational harm and restoration. And then $65 million. Sound a little Dr. Evil-ish there, but in punitive damages. Damages the jury awarded just because he is $65 million worth of an absolute dickhead. That's what that punitive damage award says. And they had... You know, the number might have been lower until Trump for brains. It's a very big brain, my little boy has a very big brain, said Mary Trump. It might have been a lower punitive damages number. But he got up in the middle of things, in medias race, as a Roman would call it, and stomped out of the courtroom because he could not stand to hear the closing argument of plaintiff's counsel. And if his fate had not already been sealed, grumbling in the courtroom, whatnot, he sealed it with that behavior. And before we dive into the, and dive in, further into the meat of things, uh, and start dealing with answering questions and the lot. Counsel for the parking garage handled the clothes. Elena Havana 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 got herself admonished, actually more like threatened earlier today, with Judge Kaplan looking at her and saying, Ah, you're on the verge of spending some time in lockup. She, th- th- look, there's a lot of bad lawyers in America. She may be the worst. She showed up late for the trial. Don't listen, honey. I know you'd rather be pretty than smart, and you certainly got your wish. 
And I realize there are fashion choices to be made. Lord knows. I get it. But don't be late for your closing argument in your civil trial where there are tens of millions of dollars at stake. I thought, I mean, I did, the, the program's not that far back where I said, ah, you know, uh, the jury might do $25, 30000000 million. Oh, no. So she gets herself admonished. They were 10 minutes late, they being counsel for the parking garage and daddy. And they and, and, and uh, Alina Havana 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 wanted to show slides of social media postings. And she tried to show one during the close, and Roberta Kaplan, no relation to the judge, said, uh-uh, and objected. And Judge Kaplan said, you're not showing the slide. And counsel for the parking garage decided she was feeling argumentative, and she said, Your Honor, Ms. Kaplan stipulated at which point Judge Kaplan said, sit down. You are on the verge of spending some time in the lockup. And I'd, and, and, and the, the uh, little Miss Pettifogger, I'd rather be pretty than smart, uh, chuckled. Chuckled. Ten minutes. What were they? Were they were they busy with a uh, a press a press grunting or something like that? Well, that's true. Lee in New York says Friday on the front porch. The Horn community behaves pretty well, unlike that wailing wannabe winner, terrified testifier who could not contain himself when being questioned by Alina Habana Habana Habana, or Marla Maples or Eugene Carroll. <laughs> yes. Uh, Steve in New York, uh, the Horns imaginary of counsel, asking, uh, counsel for the parking garage, I wonder if because counsel for the parking garage was so bad that the jury may also award her attorney's fees as being so helpful to me, to Ms. Carroll. Uh, Ooh, that's a sick burn. Uh, Randy Radar says, sounds like the prosecution was pretty smart. Well, uh, okay, let's 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 square up our language here. There, this was not a prosecution. This was a civil suit. It's merely plaintiff's counsel versus defense counsel. And yeah, E. Jean Carroll had sharp, mean trial lawyers of the plaintiff's variety. For those of you who might remember the '90s movie Clueless, uh, when uh, our heroine is speaking of her father, she says. My daddy's a litigator. That's the meanest kind of lawyer. Yes. Brutal, the good ones. The good plaintiff's lawyers are brutal. But they were sharp. And dear heavenly days. Counsel for the parking garage actually made matters worse according to uh, 
uh, one lawyer watching the proceedings. Uh, legal expert Tristan Snell, according to Newsweek, said that Nitwit Nero set himself up. Posting over on the website formerly known as Twitter, Tristan Snell said, Donald Trump and Alina Havana 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 did the se- I added the Havana 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 did the seemingly impossible today. They made Trump's position in the E. Jean Carroll case even worse. For Trump to continue denying the rape when the judge told him he couldn't shows he totally lacks contrition. The jury is going to destroy him. And they did. Because they never could quite get it through their Trumpian heads that they couldn't argue that he didn't rape E. Jean Carroll. It's already established. And apparently, rather be pretty than smart, didn't take Latin. And she damn sure doesn't understand the judicial concept of race judicata, the thing already judged. The thing judged. And Judge Kaplan, who has a solid track record on appeals, said that... uh, Well, uh, she 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 said that uh, um, E. Jean Carroll made an allegation in the most public form by design, and then she uh, uh, um, uh, Roberta Kaplan objected, and Judge Kaplan sustained. Because Nitwit Nero was forbidden to call into question the previous verdict that found him having raped. Well, they couldn't say rape, sexually abused. Because Eugene Carroll didn't know if it, if, it, if it was his thumb or his dick. And speaking of the race judicata issue, Kaplan said, it is established. And counsel for the parking garage wanted to argue that. And said, it's established by a jury. God, you dumb, 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 dumb woman. Juries, how does a so-called trial lawyer not understand that juries are the trier of fact? That going forward forever and anon, unless it is overturned, it will be an absolute fact. That he did sexually abuse E. Jean Carroll. So when Alina Habana Habana Habana, the worst lawyer in America, said, That is established by a jury. I wonder if she slipped out of her broadcast standard voice and into her New York voice and said, It's established by a jury. That's when Kaplan said, It is established. And you will not quarrel with me. See, there's something that good lawyers understand in a courtroom. 
And these are the same good lawyers who tell jokes amongst each other when they're having afternoon cocktails and whatever on a Friday or beer in, beer in the partner's office, whatever. What do you call a lawyer with an IQ of 40? Answer, your honor. And a lot of trial lawyers think that a lot of judges are, especially the ones who are particularly political, dumbasses. And some of them deserve that reputation. But every lawyer who practices in front of judge and jury also knows that when juries come in, they bond not with the lawyers. They form an emotional bond with the trial judge and view him as their friend because he will tell them what they may and may not consider and what is and what's right and what's wrong and answer their questions and 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 the worst lawyer in America never never figured that one out i mean they, I don't know what happened. You know, she's persona non grata at her draw spunky school of law there near Harrisburg. Somebody had to have taught her that. I mean, this is elementary. And yes, answering your question, Stephen, New York, it's established by a jury. She actually said that. Yes, Steve. She actually said that. It is established. You will not argue with me. And this is after having already threatened her with time in the cooler. And I would say that her law license is not in a great way. Now, in uh, about a minute after the program started, I received a Statement by Don, statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States. Got to put that in there. Absolutely ridiculous. I fully disagree with both verdicts. And we'll be appealing this whole Biden-directed witch hunt focused on me and the Republican Party. Our legal system is out of control and being used as a political weapon. They have taken away all First Amendment rights. This is not America. This is not America. You know, that may become the theme song for for a lot of these court cases. Sha-la-la-la-la. Yeah. I think so. This is not America. On my bank account. <laughs> oh, thank you, David Bowie and Pat Matheny. I remember when we used to play this back in the early aughts as uh, theme music for the Iraq War. That alongside with, of uh, 
I'm afraid of America. This is not America. And see, he is. He's going to appeal it. He will appeal it to the Second Circuit. Actually, there will be a little bit of, 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 of post-verdict practice, uh, probably a motion to set aside the judgment. Motion for new trial. And he's not going to write a check anytime soon. It'll all be stayed on appeal. But here's the thing. Those were good plaintiff's lawyers. And so the money that the jury awarded was based upon evidence presented at trial. Barring some humongous flaw that Judge Kaplan didn't make, the judgment is going to stand. Both judgments are going to stand. Because he hires terrible lawyers. Because the good lawyers won't work for him. So he winds up with Joe Tacopina and Chris Parlatori and, well, Chris Kais and counsel for the parking garage who put on her closing argument not for the jury, not for the judge, not for the public, but for Daddy. I still say she wants to be the fourth Mrs. Trump. The problem is he's going to need someone to blame for all of this when it all falls apart. And the falling apart has begun. The fact that he could not sit through the the plaintiff's closing argument and stormed out of the courtroom, which is, it's not illegal, but it's really fucking dumb. You sit there and you, if you're a party, you sit there and you listen to both sides, even if you don't like it. Only he didn't. Because he couldn't. That's the important thing. He could not. He cracked. He broke. In the words of our dear friend Todd, he didn't make it. And this is only the beginning. Only the beginning. Now, this was a civil trial, and this is the important part. I think this we kind of need to lean into this. In a civil trial, the plaintiff can, or the uh, the defendant can do, a party can do, what Trump did. It's monumentally stupid. It's begging a jury to just fuck you up, but you can do it. The criminal trials, y'all, are going to be an entirely different situation. In the criminal trial, he will have to sit there day in and day out because the United States Constitution says we do not hold trials in absentia because that was one of the abuses that the framers of the Constitution absolutely abhorred. The English crown's taste for trials in absentia. Historically speaking, 
a court of star chamber, for starters. Star chamber was the where the where the judges and the prosecutors would meet. The defendant would have no idea what was going on, no idea they were being charged, and they'd just come out with a verdict and say, "Oh, uh, we found you guilty." I didn't even know I was charged. Yeah, that's the way we like it. Off with his head. So the framers didn't like that, and he will. And 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 so the defendant in a criminal case has the right to confront his accuser, and that's good. But he also has to participate in his own trial unless there's some showing that he is so mentally damaged that he cannot assist in his own defense. And it takes a lot to prove that, and he would have to sit down and be examined by an entire phalanx of shrinks to reach that conclusion. And he will not let, because remember, I've got a very big brain. Person, man, woman, camera, TV. A past. He will have to sit there. In D.C., in South Florida, and in Atlanta, Georgia. He's already sat in a courtroom during a, a civil fraud trial in New York and had to deal with the fact that he was having his ass whipped by a black woman. He's going to be judged by a black woman in D.C., and he's going to be prosecuted by a black woman in Atlanta. And it is going to drive him, oh, right right up a greased flagpole. It won't matter the grease. He'll be, he'll be up at the top. He'll, he'll, he'll go up like a bottle rocket. And he will not make it. And you get the idea that Roberta Kaplan was just shooting fish in a barrel. Um, the prosecution team brought up the fact that Rudy Giuliani lost a huge defamation case. Uh, that's $148 million. And counsel for the parking garage objected. And, uh, well, in fact, it wasn't counsel for the parking garage. It was her law partner, Michael Medeo, uh, when she brought up the Juli- when Kaplan brought up the Giuliani judgment. Objection! And Judge Kaplan looked right back at him and said, it's up to the jury. And lawyers can't give a jury a number, but they can allude to what they want. So in her closing, Roberta Kaplan said, this is a quote, the dollar number to compensate her has to be very large. 
at least as much as $12 million for the reputational repair campaign and probably more. And how much will it take to get Donald Trump to stop? Well, the jury answered. And the jury said, it's going to take $7.3 million to compensate her for the hell on earth that Orange Julius Geezer created for her. It's going to take $11 million, just short of the 12. They were being merciful for the reputational fix. And it's going to, and, and, and by the way, Donald, you were such an unbearable, such a toxic dumbass that maybe, just maybe, $65 million in punitive damages will fix it or get you to stop. The problem, though, is that he didn't stop. And she may yet have another cause of action. I don't know what the statute of limitations is in New York, but she may have one or two years from the day that he trashed Eugene Carroll again during the trial to sue him again. She may be able to goldman him into the grave. You you recognize the term, right? O.J. walked on the murder charge, but he lost his ass on the civil charge. And so Fred Goldman pursued O.J. to the ends of the earth and, for all I know, is still pursuing. And E. Jean Carroll is going to get to do that, too. Sorry, I'm dealing with a thing. And and, and I want to make it clear. That. The judges on appeal, and I was alluding to this earlier, I got sidetracked. The compensatory and reputational harm damages, assuming that every other part of this stands, is going to stand too. And the punitive damage award is not excessive. Now, an appeals court may reduce it, but they're not going to eliminate it altogether. And a hundred million dollars is a tenth of a billion dollars. He got it. And it costs money to run cases through the United States Circuit Court of Appeals after a massive amount of legal fees for the trial itself and even more money to take it to the Supreme Court. 
which may not take the case in the first place. If Nitwit Nero's trial was pretty much according to Hoyle, really the only thing to decide, I mean, race judicata is an ancient concept. Courts don't have the time to relitigate an issue every time the same issue is brought to them in the same case. So, um, you know, some of the questions coming through. Um, uh, Ralph says, but Robin, if Donnie appeals, won't he have to set aside $83 million? He might have to put up a surety of, of, in that amount. And again, he ain't got it. And there's always bankruptcy. To one degree or another, judgments in court are bankruptable. Oh, and by the way, uh, thank you, Ralphs. Come on, people, make me pay. I'll add $25 to my challenge for a total of $50 for the E. Jean Carroll verdict. It's the fuck Trump E. Jean Carroll just clean nitwit Nero's clock challenge. And $50 turns into 100 and takes us down to 13.30 to go to finish January to the good. Or the even. Finish January fully funded. So thank you, Ralphs. And as Ralphs said, come on, people, make me pay. Uh, Leah New York said, of course she doesn't understand Latin. When was the last time you saw a parking garage have a sign in Latin? Hmm? Exit is a Latin word. So there's at least one. But then again, she's all about making them pay to get in, not pay to get out. Ironically, continues, a civil trial against the most uncivil person. Yeah, there's a, uh, oh, what's the line from the prologue to Romeo and Juliet? Oh, let me look. There it is. Where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. Yeah. True dat, Bill DeBard. Steve in New York says uh, it's a one-year statute of limitations on defamation in New York, so she's got a, a year from like two weeks ago to sue him for what he did this time. Steve said, I could totally hear her quote Homer Simpson. Facts, schmacks, you can't prove any. you can prove anything with facts. Oh, God, she is. Thanks for the update on the statute of limitations. Hey, George and Corsgold, thank you very kindly. 
George just met and 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 and, and exceeded Ralph's challenge. So we are now down to thirteen thirty thirteen hundred. We're down to thirteen hundred bucks to go to finish January fully funded. Thank you, George. Thank you so much. Uh, as to the biggest brain, Lee in New York said, I figured it out. An empty barrel makes the most noise. His big empty brain is why he makes so much noise. It is consistent. Yes, he is uh, He is a uh, hollow drum. And he can, a, hollow, a drum can make big noises. But only when it's thumped by someone else. Meanwhile, Lou and uh, Lou and PA. When does he actually have to come up with the cash after all the follow-on appeals? It's not when he, it, well, it's when he has to pay it. So what he'll do is he will appeal, 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 and then when he has to finally pay it, I mean the guy's bankrupted already six, seven times, right? Well, he'll be he'll he'll be a bankrupt guy. He'll be a bankrupt running for the presidency of the United States of America. I just I just I, I, I hope that the maggots stay in their echo chamber and decide to continue echoing his party line. You see what you And let the Biden campaign just start referring to him as bankrupt Don. Uh, Ralph said, I asked my lawyer nephew if Alina will lose her law license. Somebody will have to complain, but God, they're, 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 when a U, U.S. district judges don't run around just generally being assholes for the fun of it. There's there's some groundwork there for a bar complaint. Um, Ralph said a lawsuit. To, I can't wait to read about Hamana Hamana Hamana's lawsuit to collect her legal fees from Trump, and we'll see if Hamana 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 has to sue Trump for libel and slander shortly after her bill for this trial. <laughs> I wonder if she's. I wonder if she's. Uh, listen, here's a tell. Ladies, chime in. Help the fellas. If she changes her hairstyle or her hair color, you'll know shit has gone sideways. Sisters, am I wrong? And uh, uh, George said, uh, Fox News, I turned on Fox to see how they were covering the jury award. After five minutes of commercials, they featured an expose that Joe Biden wore his hard hat backwards in an appearance. Well, George, that's how they're handling the jury award. Don't tell Emery and Marveline. They might both stroke out simultaneously there in their matching Barca loungers in their single wide in the, at the Ballerina Swan Lake Country Club and Trailer Court. God, they're so pathetic. George, thank you for that. 
Subject line, Trump judgment, Angelo writing from the People's Republic of the Bronx. His lawyers go to the tactical school of the late and still dead Roy Cohn. Yes, Roy Cohn, the man who was not gay. He just liked to have sex with men. He did the same things and got the same results, guilty verdicts against his clients. Even in his own case, he ended up broke, disbarred, and sick. When Morton Downey Jr. on his own show back in the day gloated over his death, that's saying something not good. And I anticipate the same for one Donald John Trump when he dies. And this is gross, but, well, the other side is already talking about... You, you heard the question from Dana Bash in yesterday's program asking uh, the uh, UN ambassador, to, the former UN ambassador to, to uh, Bonomo, who's more dangerous, Donald Trump or Kamala Harris? So they're trying to, you know, the, the, the maggots are swearing up and down that Joe Biden, who is fit, who is a rather buff-looking 81-year-old, same age as Harrison Ford, who himself is hmm, hotter than a $2 pistol, yeah, and 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 their God Emperor. Uh, in addition to what may be, it depends. I'd be surprised if he's not wearing like a waist nipper or something. You know, one of those Captain Kirk corsets. There's our obligatory Star Trek reference for the evening. And as Angelo said, I anticipate the same for one Donald John Trump when he dies. Oh, the things I think about because because this program exists. Now, if he were to keel over in the middle of a criminal trial, say, in April, and by the way, as an indication of how long the, court, the Supreme Court may take on all of this immunity crap that he doesn't have, Judge Chutkin has actually scheduled another trial in her courtroom for April, so that's kind of a clue. Uh. But if he keels over in the spring, there, there are rules in place for the Republican National Committee to choose another candidate and basically just say, screw it with the primaries. Um, I was remembered. I was. I was remembering the demise of the late Mel Carnahan of Missouri. Uh huh. I did not say your name, little Australian girl. Uh huh. Um. He died shortly before the general election. What was it? Two thousand four. And the living candidate lost to a dead man because there wasn't enough time to put another person on the ballot. And so optimally, if he's going to fall apart, if, as Todd says, he ain't going to make it, for him to be his own October surprise along about Halloween... 
would be absolute, unmitigated, utter chaos. Oh, and by the way, uh, for all the maggots out there talking about, he's too old to be president, and Nikki Haley talking about, we need competency testing for anyone over 75. Mick Jagger, as David in South Carolina stand reminds us, is 80. And believe you me, Nikki Haley would trip Mick Jagger and be on the ground before he was. Because Mick, Mick is still Mick. Point well made, David. Ralph says, I'll bet by Monday we, we will see if Alina changes her hair color. So I'm taking that as a little bit. I'm taking that as a little bit of validation of my theory. Thank you, Ralphs. Uh, Earther brings you news from the future. News from 2037 in the seventh Eugene Carroll trial. Eugene Carroll trial. We've just received word the jury has awarded 87 billion dollars against Donald Trump. No word on whether Trump, who is now a preserved head in a jar with a cybernetic body, will be able to pay or contain himself yet again. Well, I mean, isn't he already contained? His head's in a jar. (laughs) Emilio, you earned that one. E. Jean Carroll, Flavio writing, it's a victory, but you think that poor woman will ever see a dime of her money? I do. Because along the way, even in bankruptcy, the stay is uh, the, the the stay against litigation can be lifted, and he would have to consent to settle, and plaintiffs' counsel would have to at least be a little bit suspicious or or, or concerned about some portion of their judgment being overturned. You could decimate that punitive damages judgment. Wouldn't make a difference. You could reduce it by a tenth, by 20%, by 25. You could reduce it by half, but that at that point is $32.5 million dollars. In, in, in behavior that is so egregious, a court would really have to bend over backwards to get him out from under it. And again, there's an arguable case that this thing never gets past the Circuit Court of Appeals. There has to be something novel about it. And just being a former president ain't novel enough. Being sur- subject to civil process is settled law thanks to people like Beer Booth and Brat. Again, not a case of first impression. Oh, merciful heavens. And meanwhile, 
even the Biden team is stoking the stroke. Uh, a source close to Nitwit Nero has told CNN that now that Biden is going around calling Nitwit Nero a loser, it's messing with him. Because the thing is, Nitwit Nero has donkey ears. He does. And that means you can tug on him and he will bray. That's the only thing about him that resembles a donkey. At least according to Stormy Daniels. (laughs) So... Yeah, being called a loser by Joe Biden's driving him batshit. And the source told CNN, I do think he's trying to get under his skin, and I think it's the smartest thing the Biden campaign's done yet. It rattles him and takes him off message. And the thing is, the Biden camp is calling him a loser primarily because, well, he is. And Biden will do it with a smile on his face. What? Matt says 83 million? I think he'll try to give her a swatch of his inaugural blue suit and say it's worth $100 million. (laughs) I don't want to think what he'd do to the swatch first if he's still capable. Gross. Bring, bring, bring the eye bleach. Sorry. Oh, there went dinner in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. Or billable snack. Or Joy's breakfast. Uh, Jeremy in Vermont says donkey. His backside is pretty close to a donkey as well. Probably. Uh, same small as well. Well, let's see. He's got a cat's ass mouth. Long, tuggable donkey ears. Hooey. And I pity any law clerk or judge who has to pour through that record. Because those are people, you know, if if you're a federal court law law clerk, you probably made really good grades at Yale or Harvard or Michigan or Virginia or Duke or Stanford, maybe even Vanderbilt. Ah. He, uh, Jeremy clarifying, he has the same smell as well. I think donkeys probably smell better. A baby chick penis, says Ralphs. Oh, I think the baby chick could probably humble him too. <sighs> and this from Dahlia Lithwick on Slate today via Flavio. 
Fabio saying she had a point, and she writes so well. Trump has thus far spent every day of the hearings defaming Carol in real time, often from inside the courtroom. The ability to replicate the very conduct you are denying having done is a magnificent way to show that you own the law. And Trump is nothing if not the snake swallowing its own tail of performance criminality. I'm sorry, performative criminality. Good phrase. But Trump, who has abandoned any pretense of abiding by the rule of law, just as he has abandoned any pretense of abiding by a vote count, is doing one more thing, and it's worth clocking it. When a judge tells Trump what he may not do in a courtroom or on social media or on the witness stand, as judges Tanya Chutkin and Arthur and Goron and Lewis Kaplan have repeatedly done throughout each of his trials, and Trump does it anyway, as Trump has repeatedly done throughout each of his trials. It's Trump's way of signaling to everyone in the room that he is special. He's above the law. Oh, and remember that the room is actually all of America, because his conduct is immediately broadcast worldwide. As to Nikki Haley, Stephen New York says, I've been thinking... Even if she were to become the GOP nominee, I think the maggots would either write him in or just not show up. They will not vote for Haley. Ah, it would be nice if, if you were right. I'm not saying you aren't, Steve. But Republicans vote for Republicans. They are, they're, they're straight ticket voters. They don't go back and forth like Democrats do. Um, uh, Roger, with this, Tom Tillis, maggot Senator Tom Tillis, breaks ranks from the Republicans and slams his party's plan to sabotage the border to hurt Biden and help Trump as immoral. Well, I didn't come here to have the president as a boss or a candidate as a boss. I came here to pass good, solid policy. It is immoral for me to think you look the other way because you think there's this. this is the linchpin for President Trump to win. Well, that comes from the even a blind hog finds an acorn now and then department. So we'll probably be talking some border stuff too as we go into the front porch because God knows the maggots are out there uh, getting their Civil War cosplay on. And again, uh, since we're working on a miracle, we're down to uh, $1,300 to go to finish January fully funded. And finishing January fully funded would be a great way to begin 2024 because we had so many unfunded months, in the red months, in 2023. So thanks to George and Course Gold for getting us started, and thanks to Ralphs for the challenge. Now let's see if we can get some uh, momentum. Earlier today, there was a motion to dismiss. Um, the motion, uh, well, Alina Havana 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 made the motion 
Judge Kaplan dismissed it, rejected it, overruled it, and uh, over on MSNBC uh, in Chris Jansing's airtime, uh, the U.S. Representative David Jolly, a former member, a former Republican member of the House. Uh, seemed to suggest that, well, he did suggest that this is actually, all these, these judgments are going to have more impact on the election than Trump thinks, or, no, wrong word, believes. Who a jury has already decided he he assaulted her, he sexually abused her, that he defamed her. Can we just talk about that moment for a minute, David? Yeah, one of great gravity, right? I mean, we are talking about a former president and someone who could return to the White House. And so as a nation, how do we distill what we are seeing on a very critical matter of sexual assault? I think politically, Donald Trump has miscalculated this one because it is a very, very narrow impact politically, but a very important one, and it's this. The entire presidential election in November, should it be Donald Trump and Joe Biden, will be decided by about 6 to 8% of the country. And it's those 6 or 8% of the country that swayed the last election against Donald Trump, the persuadable voters, either soft Republicans, independents, Democrats, whatever their registration, they are the ones that are persuadable. And something that informs which way they move is this phenomenon of just too much Trump. Too much Trumpism, the brashness, the irreverence. And so is it simply a matter of incivility and a lack of decorum in a courtroom, or is it the the misunderstanding of the gravity of a sexual assault case? Look, if Donald Trump wants to do this in the Jack Smith case, sure, he might face criminal contempt in that case again if he were to do it. But that is one that lands differently with the persuadable voters. This is a critical matter that could actually inform voters simply because simply because it reminds them that Donald Trump is somebody they don't actually like. And so I think we're seeing, you know, the pomposity, the arrogance of someone who has been found liable for sexual assault, I think is a miscalculation by the former president politically. I think everything he said is correct. The maggots will never leave him. What he doesn't understand, what he doesn't understand is that there aren't, enough maggots there's a lot of them somewhere between 25 and 35 percent of the electorate perhaps but independents are going to flee from him i saw multiple clips coming out of new hampshire after tuesday of rock ribbed republican granite state voters saying no i didn't vote for him i did once and i regretted it almost immediately and I'll never vote for him again. Uh, you're not wrong, David, in South Carolina, Stan. Vlad laughing. Vlad Pudi has not stopped laughing at us since 2016. This border thing is just the latest part of the Kremlin's plan to publicly emerge. And more on the way. Oh, and by the way, in case anybody's wondering, because God knows right-wing media won't pick this up, the Mexican government 
has more troops, more Mexican troops, at the U.S. border than Greg Aspot has National Guardsmen, or we have Border Patrol. Because for, for whatever chaos occurs when they get across the border, and it is created chaos, you understand, having all these migrants traversing Mexico is really hard on that government. And so, but don't tell the maggots. And now there's a, we'll get to all of this in the front porch. Uh, Now there's a trucker caravan, God's Army or something. They've grifted some $50,000 on a funding site. The truckers are going to go to the southern border and protect America. That's true. Stephen New York says, but maggots vote. They do. Uh, Lou and PA, uh, Trump finally had his bum smacked, long overdue. Oh, Jesus, I I presume he's at uh, his tacky penthouse, and that big golden lion is probably running red with hinds. Oh, Darlene, (laughs) Darlene in Connecticut. Yeah, because Pepperidge Farm remembers. Precisely. Like I said, whatever I thought this program was going to be, well, it it, it got rewritten about ten minutes before air. And to, to, to catalog just how thoroughly, completely, and utterly awful Alina Habana 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 is, she'd rather be, remember, she'd rather be pretty than smart. She won. Well... She 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 wound up trashing her own client in her closing. Roberta Kaplan recounted the sins of Donald Trump. This was what he could not bear to hear. Roberta Kaplan said, consider what Donald Trump has done here. He said she made it up. Said she was a disgrace. He threatened her twice. He unleashed millions of others to flood her with hate. We played his deposition. He called her mentally sick and threatened to sue. And then she pointed out that, the, that, that, that he's still doing it. Oh, and by the way, again, Steve, I don't know what New York is like, but there is a concept out there in defamation law called libel and slander per se. They weren't having to try liability in this case because it was already established in the first one. But when he says that she is mentally sick, 
in many jurisdictions, allegations, unfounded allegations of mental illness are libel or slander in this case per se. That means it is. It definitively is. So there. And so once uh, once Roberta Kaplan had cataloged his sack of sins, well, counsel for the parking garage stood up and began attacking E. Jean Carroll again. over emails that she deleted. Erica Orden of Politico was in the courtroom, and she said that Alina said, in her own words, she would just delete, 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 never call the cops, never filed a report, has no evidence, and just completely blew off her claims that were already proven. And then she looked at the jury and said, uh, they're doing it because they didn't find her story to be credible, and they independently believed she was a liar. This is the beauty and danger of free speech in America. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. President Trump has no more control over the thoughts and feelings of Twitter users than he does over the weather. Well, he did once want to nuke a hurricane, but that's neither here nor there. But he does have control over his Twitter followers. Just like he could have had control over the domestic terrorists who attacked the capital of the United States on January 6, 2021. That's why he was begged for hours to please tell them to go the hell away. Go home. Leave. It's over. I lost. Sorry. But he couldn't do that either. Yes, defamation per se, yes, Stephen New York says, it's here too. All right, y'all. Uh, I have filleroxed into the second hour of the program. And uh, I think it's time we go to the front porch. If someone would be so absolutely kind as to bring me in, we will start what I hope and I expect will be a rousing front porch conversation. And we got more stuff than Trump to talk about, so uh, I will eagerly await the connection. I don't know why I just got call failed, Roger. Try again, please.
Just a second. Just a matter of waiting. Roger said he's having headset problems. Oh, and by the way, it was another, well, today was actually a pretty day here. This is the false spring of late January. We got up to 65 degrees today. Little blue sky even. It's a mite warm in the studio in the fabulous Horn Studios at the magnificent Kincaid Mansion. 73 degrees right now. Oh, program note. Um, Wednesday, and this is not an excuse. Wednesday is my birthday. Um, Wednesday also happens to be a day when I have to take my daughter to a doctor's appointment in Charleston. And so that appointment is at 1 and the chance of me being back here in time for air are slim at the very most. I will try. But I wanted to offer a heads up. So somebody remind me on the 30th to do the Patreon thank you in case I'm not here on the 31st. Okay, let trying to figure out what's going on with the front porch. I, I did but when I read the quote from Alina Havana 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 President Trump has no more control over the thoughts and feelings of Twitter users than he does over the weather. That's the old broadcaster dodge. You know, that's the uh, falafel man Bill O'Reilly defense. And the, you know, when he kept saying, Tiller the killer, Tiller the baby killer, Tiller the baby killer. Every night until somebody finally took a sniper rifle and blew away. Dr. Tiller, or, you know, Glenn the Beckerhead, who yelled about the Tides Foundation, and George Soros. 
until a guy got liquored up to go and gun down everybody in the Tides Foundation in San Francisco. Well, I couldn't, or, you know, uh, what was his name, Atkinson, who shot up the Tennessee Valley Unitarian Universalist congregation some years back and left a manifesto that cited everybody who had contributed to him deciding to do that. Bernie Goldberg, Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity, probably Michael Savage Wiener. Well, I mean, we couldn't, it's not foreseeable. It's not reasonably foreseeable that if I stand there, if I sit there behind a microphone and a camera yelling for someone to be murdered, that someone might take me up on it. Kel, surprise! And so there it is again. He has no control. Then why is he sending out messages if he has no control? What did stand by and stand down mean? Eh, Lou, in PA. A friend just called me and asked to borrow $83.3 million. Do you have any spare cash around? Friend, huh? <laughs> Lou, I didn't know you were so connected. Uh, no, Ralphs, this is the big 6-1. The big 6-0 was last year. So this actually begins my seventh decade on Earth. We were finishing up my sixth one in the last year. Because we don't start counting with zeros. We start at one. But thanks for asking. Okay. Glory, freaking hallelujah. I'm in the call. Wonderful. Let's see if I'm actually on the air with the group. Uh, hey, gang. Just trying to get it into the board. Try me again. Robin? Yeah, there you are, Kevin. Hey. How's it going? It's a great day in America. Yeah, isn't it driving home in this uh, drizzle? It's been like continuous drizzle here for like a week. Here, uh, up here in New England. I don't know how about down there, but since like Monday, we had snow, like Sunday, I think, and then since then it's been like just drizzly rain, light rain, some some heavy rain, mostly like drizzly rain, though, like all week long, like in the 40s. I don't think the heavens are crying for Donald Trump, though. No. But hell, if this was a regular winter and this was snow, Christ, we'd have probably a foot and a half, well, maybe about a foot of snow on the ground. Without, yeah. Uh, you'd never, it, 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 here, like I said, we got up to 65 today. Um uh, Oh, wow. Scattered clouds. It's all a little blue sky. And uh, we're going to get rained on all weekend when I was planning on putting the smoker together. If, uh, if this was, if, if the weather today was tomorrow, I'd have the smoker together by oh. the end of the afternoon and be burning it in. Yeah. Finally got your parts and everything. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, 
83 million bucks. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of diet cokes and taco bowls and hamburgers. <laughs> oh. Who, Kevin, do you think he's actually got it? I don't know, but you know what? They'll give it to him. The people they'll uh, they'll keep grifting, and they'll you know what? Because when they give him money, it's not about it's not about giving him money for his for his. Uh, Legal fees. It's about giving him giving him money for what they believe in, for what they think that he can bring them. I think that's I think that's why he's. I mean, I don't know how much he's raising. You know, I hear Biden campaign's got more, but um, I don't know. Maybe you know what? Maybe even the maggots might just start getting fatigued. What do you think? I, I As don't. Time goes on. I don't know how far ma- I don't know how far maggot fatigue extends. I don't know if they can fatigue. You know, they're not too, they're not smart to realize where they're going to be fatiguing, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's going to become apparent, I think, because everybody's saying what happened in New Hampshire wasn't good for Trump, and just like in 2020, when he realized, like by a spring, he knew he wasn't going to win the election, right? He was already laying the groundwork. Oh, it's going to be stolen. It's going to, you know, they're going to do the same thing all over again. But then this time, though, they're going to probably, a lot of these states are going to probably try to uh, maybe get more crazier with uh, voter repression. That's what I'm concerned about. And intimidation. You know? Yeah. But anyway, we all show up. Resoundingly, I don't. I don't think it's going to matter. And I really think even even the, you know, Joe Manchin with his little coded talk, yeah, you know, the other day about this or that. You know, I think people are going to look past that too. I think the voters are a lot smarter than people think. Realize that the media gives them credit for. And I think you know Cornell West and Joe Manchin and Kennedy and I don't think they're going to amount to a hill of beans. I really don't. I just don't. Think so? I don't know. Could be wishful thinking, but so that's what I got. Well, anyway. no, no labels is a grift too, and it's a pro-Trump grift. Make no mistake. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and RFK is racist. I don't care what anybody says. You know. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, Marianne Marianne Moonbeam says she is not getting out of the race. She's definitely not getting out of the race, even though she only got four percent in New Hampshire. <laughs> because she'll, you know, she'll she'll use it for the potential grift that it is. Right, right. Because and and you know, I hear she's a sweet lady, but heavens to Betsy. Right. And what did Phillips? How did he do? I didn't even see. I think he, yeah, he got like twenty percent of the vote. I mean, Biden yeah. wasn't even on the ballot, and they wrote him in and buried them. That's what I heard. I mean, that that wow. says something. Yeah, I, I, I said it before. Can I go with Marianne Williamson? Brent Spiner was her classmate from Star Trek. Yeah. I didn't know that. He was, and he said, like you said, Robin, he said, nice lady, not voting for her. 
keep in mind that Joe Biden in his right in well, not his writing campaign, but the write in votes, he received one third of the number of votes that Donnie did, and he wasn't even on the fucking ballot. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And 50% or 48% of the people who voted in the Republican primary voted against Donald Trump. I don't know how the media is posing this as such a great win for Trump. And when something like, oh, I wrote it down, but it's on a different piece of paper. Something like one and a half percent of the United States population is represented between Iowa and New Hampshire. How can one and a half percent of the people in the United States in two very non uh, homogenistic populations have already determined who the Republican nominee is going to be? With such certainty that the media is pumping out. Maybe I'm just screwed up. I don't know. I, no, I don't, I don't think so. Not no. Makes sense. Now, as to why Nikki's staying in it, I have a suspicion that she is of the opinion that DJT is not going to be a viable candidate by the time that the convention is held. So the convention is going to have to choose somebody else. Because generally speaking, the convention can choose anybody they want, regardless of how the primaries went. It's just tradition that they go along with what the state primary voters did. In that vein, are the people who are really still pushing for Trump and trying to get her to drop out, that they don't want a, a uh, candidate that has been selected by some of the party who would then have a legitimate claim to be made the nominee, and they would much rather the, the really fascist, Christo-fascists really don't give a shit whether it's Trump or somebody else, as long as they'll turn this country into a dictatorship, did they want to have a clean slate walking into the convention? Uh, uh, <clears throat> because they haven't had a party platform in a couple of go-rounds here. I think the last one they had was 2016. And then in 2020, they just recycled the 2016. And the 2016 Republican Party platform complained about the incumbent president, which was Joe Biden in the 2016 run, but it made it sound like Trump was the asshole when they recycled that platform into 2020. So do they want a nice, free and easy way to write a new platform or are they just not going to have a platform or what is the end game? Because we all know that the Republicans really go for the long Wall. Uh, I mean, it took them 50 years to get rid of Roe v. Wade, but they never failed in the mission. And now the dog caught the car. They're not quite what sure what to do, except for the fact of maintaining the immigration fiasco 
because they're refusing to do anything. And that's that Tom Tillis thing I sent you earlier uh, was that there's there's some cracks showing. And it's going to be interesting to see where those cracks lead. If anywhere, you know, there's a lot. Some of the, some of these Republicans are very good about appearing to kind of push back, but they also know what the rules are in the Senate, and they and you know they've got to have sixty votes. Well, it's it's got to lead somewhere. It's sort of like a crack in a cast iron skillet. Um, there's two ways to deal with it. One of them is just wait and see where it goes, and it may take a day and it may take 10 years, or you could drill a hole at the end of the crack and kind of stop it. And I'm wondering whether or not uh, they're just letting it go or whether they're planning on drilling a hole somehow with this immigration bullshit and uh, try to stop the crack there, or whether it's just going to keep going. Uh, anyhow, it's an interesting time to be alive. Did it? Yeah. You know, the curse. May you live in interesting times. Well, we're damn sure there. And without a doubt. So, you know, we shall see. But, I, see, I, I said, I, this is just my own little paranoid mind. I have no evidence to, to back this up at all, Roger. But I think the RNC, it, it would be irresponsible under the circumstances not to have someone waiting in the wings. And I'm willing to bet that it's not a lot. It's no it's no one who's running. If he crashes and burns, there will be someone that you know they've got internal rules that allow him that allow them to to select a new candidate in a case of emergency. It doesn't yeah, have to just be an emergency. Right. It doesn't have to be an emergency. It can just be at the convention. No, but, I'm, ta- I'm, ta- no, but I'm talking about the death or disability of a nominee. Those rules exist. It's going to be somebody with his heft. His command of of, uh, of, a, of a large populace, who's out there? You Greg, know I mean? a- Greg Asbot? Uh, I mean, yeah, he is crazy, but he's not as well known countrywide, right? I mean, I don't. Oh, know. I think he's pretty well known now. Uh, maybe, uh, may, maybe, maybe Christy the gnome, but does the he ma- have the crypto? Oh. That's, but yeah, the but the maggots but 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 the Kevin the maggots will not countenance a licentious philandering woman the way they will a man. Right. And she's pretty much proven to be a philanderer. Uh, what her hubby moved out of the governor's mansion in South Dakota two years ago. Oh yeah. While, oh, that's right. That's while, right. While she's been romping with Corey Lewandowski. Well, they could always recycle uh, Palin. Uh, no, she's she's yesterday's girl. I mean, what about uh, Vanderer? Marginal trailer queen. 
Anybody? Marginal okay. Trailer Queen? No, Lauren. She she has the she's got her hands on the pulse. No, that's uh, no. I'm talking about Marginal Trailer Queen. It's got to. She's the big, she's the bigger gonna, fundraiser. It's got to be somebody that can win over moderates, right? I mean, I mean, how how how, how much they plan on? Uh, does it have that? Does it have to be somebody who can win over moderates? I mean, they, they don't want it to be. No, they they, they, they've got to have her. a maggot. Kevin, right, do, do, it, Kevin, in your mind, do you think that the moderates who thought they were going to vote for Trump, and now that he's been hit with this one, and at least one of the other cases has to finish up the trial before November, or actually hopefully before July when the conventions are, um, but do you think there's a maggot candidate that could convince the theoretic independent moderates that they could support the ticket that is their only, but I mean, they're still Trump pansies, but I mean, they supported Trump, all the rest of it, but they don't have his baggage. Do you think there a significant number of those people exist? Wait a minute. Hold on. I just got hit by an idea. Go ahead, Robin. You go. How about Mr. No Labels? Joe to the mansion born. He's kind of sleepy though, right? Or how about or 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 how about the, the, the uncle of the chair of the RNC? You know, Uncle Bishop Willard. Bishop and, Willard? And and the, no, and, the Romney, and the white Willard and the white Willard horse Willard. prophecy. <laughs> I'm telling How about you. Flint, General Flint. Good. No, not no Flint. General no. Flint. Let's, you know, Chris Christie's out. A whole bunch of moderates might vote for him, but the maggots never will because he didn't kiss the ring. I don't think DeSantis could could take the mantle. No, De- DeSantis has proved himself a campaign inept. And the Coke money's on Nikki. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. I heard I heard um was MSNBC a couple days ago up in New Hampshire. This 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 actually happened. I actually heard someone say this. It was a woman that they asked about you know the election and like well uh. Would you vote if it was Trump Biden? She said she voted for Biden the last time, and and they go, oh well, if it's Trump Biden again this time, do you vote for Biden? She's like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, damn, you know, what, what kind of sense does that make? You know, you, you you voted for, you know, Biden last time, and now because you don't like Biden, you know, after one term. He's going to go against him and put in Trump. That doesn't make any sense. That's what yeah, it, that's Joe Biden means that she's a Trump supporter. Yeah. All it means is she's a Trump supporter. She's always been one. She doesn't want to tell what she is. That's all it means. That's that's it. That's it, Jeremy. You hit it right there. Yeah. 
But Joe Biden has done such a bad job with inflation. He's done terrible with the, the gross domestic product. Uh, he's done terrible with uh, employment numbers. I mean, just what a disastrous record he's got. Yeah, terrible. Ludicrous. I mean, even even Fox News is admitting to cracks in their reporting. Not to mention the all-time highs in the stock market. The tragedy's never been that bad before. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's just terrible what he's done in the last three years. I mean, his yeah. sin is having a black lady as a vice president. Yeah, but you know what they're going to look at now, Roger? Now they're going to look at what's going on in Texas to use against him. Yeah, but as long as you shifted gears, Joe Biden should nationalize the Texas National Guard. I agree. Send in some, some federal troops to oversee the National Guard. Order every one of those guardsmen to start taking down the wire. And the first one that says, but, but, they arrest his ass, haul him off to the stockade, court-martial him, follow, not, unable to follow a direct lawful order. And, and just clean that shit up and then arrest Abbott for insurrection, sedition, treason. I don't care what charge they use. How about do what Washington did when a soldier wouldn't fight when he said, I can't pay you, but I'll give you an IOU. They said no. He chose six at random and hung them. They stopped saying that shit real quick. Roger, get the cowbell. Hey, Ken. Hi. Roger, get the cowbell. It's for Bobert. Yes, she's got her hands on the pulse. I caught that one. <laughs> Thank you for noticing it we too. Didn't want to miss and speaking it, and, 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 and speaking of which, did y'all know that Clanny Oakley participated in a debate last night in Colorado? Really? Yes, and it was a dog's breakfast. Entirely gross and a little bit of everything. Uh, it, one of the things that, that came out of it all is that six of the GOP candidates admitted their arrest records. Six of them? Uh-huh. How many are running? Well, it's an empty seat. Ken Buck has retired, so there's a, and it's a Republican district, so there's a, a vigorous, uh, a vigorous campaign to replace him. Uh, Mike Lynch is running, and, and yeah, six, but six of the candidates admitted to having an arrest record. Yes, and it wasn't for civil disobedience protesting the Vietnam War. No. In the case of uh, recently resigned GOP minority leader in the state house, uh, Representative Mike Lynch, uh, uh, Lorlor brought up his DUI arrest and said, "Can you give the definition of carpetbagger to me?" I move to give my kids a fresh start, and this move is the right me right move for me and for them. And so, um, in, in the reporting. From the New York Times, 
this is a quote. At one point, candidates were asked to raise their hands if they'd ever been arrested. Six of the nine candidates on stage raised their hands to cheers and applause from the audience. So now the litmus test for a Republican in a red area of Colorado is you must have been arrested in order to be qualified to be a candidate. Well, that sounds good for the Law and Order Party. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 corn shucker, the woman with her hand on the pulse of American, well played, Roger, said, "Well, I was once arrested for a simple traffic violation that was unpaid." The only problem being the local news media said, "No, you've got at least two additional arrests." And in one of those arrests in 2015, uh, she told the cop that, I have friends at Fox News, and this arrest will be national news. Which is just a variation on the theme of, do you know who I are? But it was a real Lulu. Uh, uh, Right up there with uh, uh, hand on the pulse. Um, <laughs> this is a good one too. The uh, Colorado Sun. Said that, uh, and this was way back in December, said that when she changed districts, ah, uh, this is rubbing voters the wrong way. <laughs> That's for the Colorado's rubbing voters the wrong way. Like a backwards hand, DJ. That's yeah. Oh, that might hurt. Sorry, (laughs) she's rubbing voters with a sandpaper glove. Oh, ouch. I know, right? So, who's this guest user? Uh, keeps blinking. Uh, uh, do they not know they're not coming through? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that was more question for Roger. That's not. Uh, well, did uh, did you reset your? Uh, the stress line. I did. Um, one hopes it works now. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm here now, so I'm not going to test it. Maybe. Uh, no. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to uh, send a message to uh, Annette. Yeah. You outsource that. Well, I mean, she's in the other end of the house, and it's easiest to do that way. Okay, well, that's that's great. She's she's pretty freaking awesome. She's amazing. No, no, she's amazing. Yeah, there you go. I don't see a guest user, but I do believe that Ben first came in as a guest user and then changed his name. 
Uh, so maybe I have to refresh. Hello, good folks. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Tracy. I'm sitting here. I'm in the, the mean streets of Hollywood, canvassing for my council, my city council person. And this is fun. <laughs> I've, I haven't done canvassing since the Obama campaign. But hey, it's a gorgeous day. I'm using Jan's walker, so when I get tired, I can sit down. <laughs> For, unfortunately, I've only talked to, like, three people so far. I've knocked on, like, ten doors. I mean, this is the weird time of the day if people actually have jobs, you know, that are not, you know, remote. Nobody's home, so I'm, I've been leaving a lot of door knockers. I mean, door hangers or whatever. And so, yeah, it's, it's fun. And exciting news, my candidate is Bia Raman. Got the endorsement, the LA Times endorsement for re-election. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm happy about that. Oh my God, I have my, I, I actually met a face-to-face, a election denier. Ooh, how exciting! I have never. It 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 was weird. So I um, as y'all know, I do access, and I picked this guy up before. And so I picked him up this morning and we got to talking because I was, he was, he's training to be an access driver. And so I asked him, you know, how his training was going. He's like, it's going okay, but he has to, um, he's turned 70 in April. So he's going to have to re- actually, I guess, retake the DMV test. And apparently the new California DMV ch- uh, test is no joke. People are failing it left and right. But I guess once you reach a certain age, you have to, you know, take the test. So anyway, I was saying, well, you know, you should just, you know, you have until April. Just take it as many times as you have to to pass, you know. And he's like, yeah, you're right. He's like, but you know what they're doing with the um, with the drivers? With the, you know, no, no. He was going on. He's like, well, it's amazing. I live here. I'm a citizen now. I could tell that he was he, he was not a natural. He was not born here. He was from some, um, he was, he's Latinx. He's like, but you know, the legal, the illegals come here. <laughs> and I really wanted to ask them how, how he got here, but I didn't go there. He's, and they give them driver's licenses with, and they don't have to take a test. I said, sir, you know, I, you know, you might got me. I said, you, if you may be ID, but definitely not a driver's license. They're not going to give somebody a driver's license if they haven't passed the driver's test. He said, well, because, you know, those illegals, and he kept saying illegals. He's like, well, you know, they use them to vote. I said, well, sir, again, even if somebody has a driver's license, a, Cal- a valid California driver's license or a valid California ID, if they are not a United States citizen, they are not allowed to vote. And I was very calm because I, I, I didn't catch that he I, that he was a, a election denier until he's like, well, you know, I've seen the films of them loading up ballots and taking them to uh, buses to polling places and stuff like that. And then I said, wait, so wait, you don't believe that Joe Biden won the election? He's like, no. Uh, What did he say? Oh, God, it was just he just went on and on. Oh, oh, I I said, I just I said, so let me just ask you a question. I I just really want to know the answer to this, sir. I said, if in fact the election was rigged and Joe Biden didn't win and Trump actually won, how is it that other Republicans either won re-election or got 
elected for the first time. And it's like, well, they're part of the swamp. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. And so let's talk about something else. <laughs> I, I, for real, I was, uh, I, I was, I was, I was proud of myself that I didn't start, you know, go screaming into the night and, and pull what's left of my hair out. But I've never actually had a conversation with somebody like that. But here's the thing, y'all. Cause see, when I think of election deniers and people like that, I think of rabid, crazy people foaming at the mouth and shit like that. No, this man, he was a sweet, kind man. When my next passenger, when I went to pick up my next passenger, he helped helped her get into the car. We were having a really lovely time. I mean, even within that conversation that he, you know, totally denied, you know, saying that the election was rigged and stuff. He was just really sweet about it. And it, it, it was really off-putting because, I, you know, we're geared to deal with the crazy because, and like I said, rabbit dog crazy. But this guy was just a really sweet man. And so what do you do with that? When they're sweet, you can try to educate them. And I did. You know, like I said, um, I just uh, especially about the whole thing about um, the illegals, you know, stuffing the ballot boxes and stuff like that. I said, sir, no, I'm sorry. I, you know, I can, I'd actually say I can give you some information if you like about this, but um, I said, in order to vote, I said, but I just, if you don't believe anything else, just believe that the only way you can vote in an election in this country is that you have to be a United States citizen either born here or naturalized. You can't, nobody can just walk off the street and vote. I don't care what you've heard, but I promise you that is indeed fact. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yes. You cannot, you cannot vote in this country without being a citizen. So I'm, I'm, I hope I got through. Um, but it's just like, wow. I think what broke my heart the most is this man is, you know, Javier Salcedo, okay? I don't know where he's from, but he is, you know, like I said, he was not born here, but he is a citizen. And just, I guess what bothers me is how he was saying, how he was talking about other Latinx folks. And I think that's, I think that's what was off-putting is that, um, and I wouldn't call it self-loathing or anything like that. I would just call it uninformed or just, you know, wanting so badly to be accepted as an American that he's doing what he, he thinks his, his version, you know, what, what their version of America is. I don't know. Well, Tracy, Tracy, two thoughts come to mind. One of them is a sign in various bars I've been into that says you can't fix stupid. And another one is that he may have gotten his naturalization papers and registered to vote the same day because he just become a citizen. And so many things were going on that day that he doesn't remember all the details of it, because not only do you have to be a citizen, you have to be registered to vote. And these places that are allowing same day registration. It's not where you just walk in and register to vote. You have to have proof of citizenship in order to register to vote. Exactly. And, and that was 
That's the law in California. At least it was when I left five years ago, six years ago. And that uh, documentation, uh, unless it's a real ID, which hasn't been forced on everybody yet, but it's available, unless it's a real ID, a driver's license is not evidence of citizenship. I know, but exactly. Unless yeah. it's a real ID, it's not. And that's basically, and that was the gist of it. I'm like, you have to be a citizen. You have to be registered to vote. You just, people can't just walk in. And like you said, even with the same day voting, I fortunately am already a registered voter. And even if I wasn't, if I never voted before, I do have a real ID. So I can use my ID in order to register to vote because it does prove that I'm, you know, my citizenship. But I, I, I just, because I, I, this was the second, because I picked them up before. I actually, this today's Friday. So I picked them up on Wednesday. And like I said, lovely man, just a sweet, the sweetest disposition. And, you know, stupid. He is not highly intelligent. We, you know, he was just like he, I said, he was concerned about taking the, the California DMV test. And that freaked me out because literally the last time I took the written test was when I got my license at 18. And I haven't taken the written test since. So that's fucking 40 years Damn near. It's just the last time. So I don't even know if I could pass the written test at this point. As a matter of fact, I need to talk to Jan because she'll be 70 in March and I don't know when her license expires. But um, if this test is as hard as it's everybody saying it is, then I need her to start working on that now because I'll be damned if I'm going to have to drive her everywhere she has to go. No way. No, thank you. I don't know. That, that, that is, that's something that I, 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 I know. I'd rather eat dirt or just go screaming into the night or something. There's just there's just certain things that I will do. I know if I don't have to drive her anywhere because then she's already paid in my tickets. And the last thing I need is to now to have to drive her around. Yeah, I'm good. But when I moved up here to Oregon, I couldn't just walk in with my California license and have an Oregon license issued. I had to retake the written test. And the the daunting problem with that, because I had a commercial driver's license that my license, basically, if it was licensed to be on a highway anywhere in the United States, I was licensed to drive it from a motorcycle on up to triple trailers. And I wasn't about to study over and relearn all that stuff for the organ license. But I didn't have to take a behind-the-wheel test. I only had to take the written test. Makes sense. Yeah, no, this is like I said. I I know, but I you know I'm gonna about, I'm gonna listen. But I oh I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? So we got yet another city council person, Jose Wezar. He did plead guilty. He got sentenced today. Because uh, it was federal charges of bribery, corruption, um, a whole lot, a whole list of shit. He pled guilty. He actually wrote a five-page letter to the judge begging for leniency, and his lawyers were hoping that they would only give him nine years. Yeah, they gave him the max, thirteen years in federal in federal prison for corruption and shit like that. And so, and then like Mark Ridley Thomas. Because he got convicted, but he's still appealing his conviction. So I don't know what's, um, I don't know when he's going back to court for that one. So, you know, that's what's happening in uh, California. Good times. Good times.
at times. By the way, Tracy, so, Steve in New York said of your exchange with the fellow, uh, now that is first-class motherly patience. <laughs> you know, I, I I can be patient. I can, when I don't like it when people, and thank you for that, Steve. I, it hurts my heart when people are giving, you know, there's the, I'm sorry, there's a difference between disinformation and misinformation, and disinformation is done on purpose, and that leads to misinformation. And so, you know, because mishap, mistake, you know, that's just not done on purpose typically. But we're living in this time where people, you know, just because it's on the Internet, like, I, like especially like, you know, during COVID, when people wouldn't get the boost, wouldn't get the, you know, the, the vaccine. Well, I got to do my own research. Motherfucker, are you a bioscientist? I mean, come on. What kind of research are you going to do that's going to qualify you to know whether there's whether you should or should not take the, the vaccine with, until, you know, a few years ago? When, we, when somebody said, when the doctor said you need a vaccination, you just fucking did it. Remember when anti-vaxxers were just some, were just, you know, a one-off? It wasn't somebody that was, you didn't have to really think about it. Now we ha- we're being overtaken by stupid. What did you say, Roger? You can't fix stupid? Can't fix stupid. But you can teach, you can help people, you can educate people who are ignorant. Or unless they were just really blissful and they're ignorant, then there's still nothing you can do about it. But. Oh, I agree, Tracy. Ignorance is curable. It's curable. You know, but it the is, other side it of it is, is they, they want to be cured. <clears throat> but stupidity, it, like said, there, there is no cure. There is no cure. There is absolutely no cure. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm really, really hoping that um, we get to that point where uh, – I just, I just like this election that's coming up. So my council person, Ithia Raman, um, if she, her, the actual election for her is March the 5th during the primaries. If she gets 50 plus 1% of the vote, then it's over. There's not going to be a runoff. And I'm just hoping that that's the case. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Well, not, I'm, I'm a little nervous about the Senate, the Senate race between Katie Porter, um, Adam Schiff, um, Steve Garvey and and Barbara Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee doesn't have a chance. And before Steve Garvey got into the race, it was you know definitely going to be. Yeah, we we had the we had the debate audio. Uh, what was it, Moran Monday? Oh, did you hear that shit? <laughs> did I send you that? No, no, no. But you told me about it, and when I saw it, I was like, oh god. Right. So what I see what shift is trying shift is trying to do. He's trying to get more Republicans to vote for Steve. I uh, keep wanting to say Steve Harvey. I'm sorry, which I, you know, I can't stand. Different asshole. Anyway. Different, different asshole of a different color. <laughs> uh, but he, what? Because Schiff wants it to be between Garvey and him, because he knows that Garvey, if 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 they make it out, if Garvey. And Schiff make it out of the primary, then there's, you know, Garvey has a, uh, rat, uh, Ice Cube's chance in hell of eating Schiff. How for never? The money is on the fact that if, if Katie Porter and Schiff make it to, to make it out of the primary, those two, there's a very strong possibility 
that Katie Porter can take ship. That's what the money, that's what the, you know, the, the money, the pundits out here are talking, that if Katie Porter does make it to the general election. Oh, I want Katie she, Porter to win that so bad, Tracy. Oh, girl. I'm, you. I told, like, <laughs> where's Christopher? You know she's my cousin. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not laughing at Christopher. I love you, Christopher. If you're not on the, sh- if you're not listening yet, or if you're not here yet, I, I love you. And I, and Alec. Oh, by the way, Christopher, if you are, I love listening. you too. Okay, I, just, okay. I just, oh hi, Christopher. Hey, <laughs> happy Friday. Oh, and by the way, Alex says hi, and he said he's going to hit you up. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I tried to get a hold of it. We tried to get together, but then the ice storm hit. And, like, if you tried to leave the house, you were going to break your skull. So I didn't right, really right. want to do that. How is little he told Arlo? You about that? We have to have an Arlo update. Oh, he's a good boy. He's a he very good boy. Oh. Did Daddy cry? Yes. <laughs> he was the loudest, most rambunctious, biggest pain in the ass in class. But that's par for the course. He's got a lot to learn. I, 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 met, I met a new puppy the other day. Aww. An 11-week-old little Weimaraner girl. Oh. Oh, she was adorable, and her name is Opal. Oh, my God. Those big floppy ears, I just wanted to, mm, I love you. <laughs> I love Weimar. Weimaraners are a booger to train, but they're such, such good dogs. All, yeah. do- all dogs are good dogs. Nor have the potential. To Arlo's give me the business right now, because of course, because I'm on the phone. Oh, Ooh, naturally. You are, Except you for Blondie, ignoring. maybe. You ignoring him? Uh huh. Well, young, young, mis- young, young Mr. Shadow, um, across the street from us, and they're lovely people. They've got a big German Shepherd whose name is Sorbo. Kevin Zorbo. Isn't he a right-wing piece of shit? Yeah, yeah, but the, the dog, it's, he's a good doggy, and he's a guard doggy, and he keeps the coyotes and shit away, and he, he does not hesitate to tell the world when somebody is somewhere that they ought not be. But the thing is, have you, Christopher, have you ever seen the video with the two dogs barking across a, across a river, and it's got the audio superimposed on it of, hey, what's your name? Ezekiel. Fuck you, Ezekiel. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that sounds hysterical. Just look up "fuck you, Ezekiel," and you'll find the you know, the meme or the gif or whatever. Nice. Uh, well, Shadow's just two years old, and Sorbo's a full-grown German Shepherd, and so he comes down to the fence and, and poor little Shadow is scared to death. Oh no! And so now Annette has taken to bringing. Shadow through the studio and out the back door so that Sor- Sorbo won't see Shadow and scare him and keep him from going potty. Uh, Zorbo. Let's be nice, Zorbo. You have to share the rest of the world with yeah, everybody yeah, so else. He's a, yeah, so he's a, he's a little bit uh, intimidated and shy. And the, and the thing is, Shadow's huge. If he's not 100 pounds... I mean, he's a very big boy. He, uh, and, and he didn't mean to, but he he gets rambunctious and 
and, and we have romping time. And he accidentally caught me with a claw right down the front of my left shin. And he laid me open. And it's just now healed up. But yeah, yeah, I'm not. I got wounds all over me. Yeah, they're 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 my arms. Yeah, I mean, because I take an aspirin every day, and my blood's a little thin, and my skin is a lot thinner now. I've learned. Tracy, I've learned the value of lotion. And, you know, I get chalky. <sighs> oh, and uh, just for it, because so I, I had a request for this, and I'm not going to tell who, because, but somebody wants to hear the new theme song again. Wait, wait Robert, before you forget, yes, white people get chalky, black people get ashy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, and if and if I'm not using my CeraVe and my Lubriderm and my Nivea and all, I I get I get chalky. It's gross. Um, yeah, because I, I had to school with the wife on that one. I'm like, no, baby, why do you get chalky? <laughs> Y'all well, first I have to explain what, you know, real quick. You know, to the first time, you know, I got out the shower and I'm you know I'm putting all this lotion and stuff on, and she's like, why why are you doing all that? And I said, okay, so I have to do the demonstration. So one day I got out the shower and just dried off and I didn't put lotion. I put lotion on one leg and pushed lotion on and didn't put lotion on the other. And she's like, I said, this is what happens when black people go do not put lubrication on their legs or moisturize it. And she's like, holy shit. She's like, oh, so I get ashy. Tell like, no, 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 boo boo. You get chalky. You do not get ashy. <laughs> so we had this. In fact, we, we, we sorted that out here on this program. Yes, you did. Because you explained yes, Ashy to me, and I went, oh, then I get chalky. Yes, you get chalky, baby, not Ashy. So that part. Well, I'm just, you know, after the, the cutest little girl. Oh, my gosh, she keeps waving at me. All right, oh, just a little cutie pie. I'm sorry, go ahead, baby. No, that's okay. I understand. Uh, the the mat. Okay, so I don't know how this this worked out, but... The download numbers for Wednesday's madness, the you know the crazy Christian, the, the filthy vulgar Christian ladies in the House of Delegates. Oh, that yeah. I don't know what it is now, but I mean the num the number Thursday the yesterday that I went to do the upload, and the number of downloads in the past twenty four hours was one thousand two hundred and fifty four. And, it, you know, when I, I seldom do it in the middle of the program, like, you know, like, I'm well, we're in the third hour. Where'd the, where'd the fucking program go? We're in the third hour of the program now. Uh, by the way, we got $1,300 to go if we could come up with a miracle. Um, if we came up with four, we would actually be on track for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But, so basically, tonight we are behind by four. But there's $1,300 to go to finish January, fully funded. And it would be great if we could. So great. Um, Robin, are you referring to the recital by Sister Mary Hungry Conalingus? Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, that would be uh, Sally Ratabom. Ratabom. Yeah. The, the downloads were crazy. And so, Emphasis on rat. And, and so uh, what Brother Deacon Asa has been asking, has been, well, kind of, 
telling me to ask all along, please leave comments on the podcast episodes. And a great way to, and, and frankly, it's a great way to interact with the program because a lot of people listen to this program as a podcast and they don't, you know, they, they, they can't comment, y'all can't comment in real time. But if you comment on the podcast, that particular podcast, I see it and I can respond if a response is called for. But for the pod, for the podcast, uh, the, for the podcast crew, leaving a comment on the uh, on, on on particular podcast increases visibility and gives me a chance to see what's on your mind. And so that's really helpful. But not crazy numbers of downloads, and I have that. I think that was the zaniest program in almost twenty years of broadcasting. I'm still blown away. And I'm still getting requests, so just, you know, y'all deal with this, okay? <laughs> Won't take long. Just put it, just when you're off air, just put it on a loop. Instead you of previous shows. All the time. To hide that kind of pussy is a crime. You say you're pussy, clever and so slick. But Ooh. I think that your butthole's kind of sick. I I know that's tacky and shameless, but this is a, this this is a this is a service-driven program, and well, you keep asking for it. But uh, you created that audio? No, I did not create that audio. That was created by some creative person. I mean, uh, literally, not oh, okay. hours after Sally Ratabom. Uh, uttered her, the, her 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 famous. I don't know. Cicero had day, Cicero had day uh, day Catalina. I guess we can say what Sa- Sally uh, Radabom did was day pudenda. Come on, no Latin scholars. That okay, was I thought funny. You had to- that was funny. That went over my head. That was <laughs> day pudenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can le- tough give it to crowd. the llama. Tough crowd. Give it to the llama. No, that is not thought, a. That's not a. That, no, AI no, no. That is not something. That's not a llama thing. No, that was that was. Any any classic scholar would be rolling on the floor, laughing their butts off. <laughs> Ken, that kitty of yours is super adorable. Oh, that's not my cat. Oh, it's not. But no, it's not about the cat. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna go there. It's not my my cat. Well, it's not my cat. My daughter's cat is orange. Is one of those orange uh, crazy cats. (laughs) Cabbies. Bro, it's not about the pussy, y'all. It's not about the pussy. Oh, and Brother Deacon Asa says it's not necessarily comments, but leaving reviews for the podcast on the platform where y'all listen. So leaving a review over at Apple Podcasts or leaving a review at Google Podcasts or Podcast Republic and just, you know, going in there from time to time, uh, it helps. So thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. And 
like and subscribe, y'all, and leave comments and leave leave reviews. Much appreciated. I know we try to avoid the sports ball t- talk on the front porch, but I gotta ask Ben. Is he? I'm sure is he. He's excited as hell. But what's he think is gonna happen? Here's my Ravens? here's my prediction. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Thirty-four to twenty-seven, Chiefs. All right, and I think it's going to be a Super Bowl fifty-four rematch. That would make the most sense. I don't think uh, Detroit's got enough against San Francisco. I don't. I, oh, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I generally like the Niners, but I'm I'm so I'm I'm so all in for the Cinderella story. Have we heard about Debo? Is he going to play? He's the key. If he's not playing, the Detroit definitely has a shot. If he's playing, good luck to the Lions because covering that guy, almost impossible. Debo's so. going to be playing. Debo's going to play. Okay. Well, there okay. you go. Well, that's we could, huge. We could see a week one rematch then, Kansas City and Detroit. Could be that too. Oh, my, my faith in this community is restored because Flavio just wrote in and said, De Pudenda of female nether parts. I love it. LOL. Thank you, Flavio. That's such a help. And Tom and Sonny San Rafael said, De Pudenda. I laughed. Good. I got it. I just, the timing I heard when I heard it was off. So. That's well, that's okay. You already got your got cowbell it. this evening. I think the Browns got cheated out of their chance to get a Super Bowl. The NFL cheated, I guess. Cheated the Browns? Yeah. Trying to remember, were there some really bad? I mean, there's been atrocious calls. We talked about this all all year long. I wasn't being serious, but holy crap. (laughs) Did you? Did you guys see all the excuses the Bills fans were making after the? No, it was hilarious. <laughs> oh God, I've never seen so many excuses in my life. <laughs> what were the well, it was it was it was funny in that game because um, when uh, the Bills QB had a uh, had a, a receiver wide open in the end zone and he threw a sixty footer. And it sort of skipped off the ground about six feet in front of, in front, or three feet in front of the receiver. Whoever was calling that game said, you know, if the Bills lose this one, that one, that right, that play right there, that play right there is going to be why. Mm hmm. Because he was wide open. I remember that. It's not the, you know, it's not the fault of the kicker. I'm sure the kicker feels like shit. I mean, wide right in Buffalo is right up there with wide right in Tallahassee. Yep. Legend legendarily horrifying. Don't you utter those two words when you're in the city limits. No, just like, you know, there's a certain first baseman's name you don't say in Boston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I right, Kevin? Kevin's still here? Yeah, he's on mute. Between the legs and not in a good way. Um, oh, shut up, Christopher. <laughs> horrible, horrible man. I will say this, though. Steven. I don't think 
I don't think we can count Houston out now. I think this next season we're going to see Houston in the playoffs again. Robin, can I do a Vince Belly real quick on that? Yes, you can. Okay, here I go. Little roller back of first gets by Buckner. Here comes Knight around third, and the Mets win it. That was it. <laughs> I like That's your replay. One. That hurts. Yeah, I know. It hurt. Oh, just Robin. It hurt. Oh. You know what's amazing? I, I, I think I might have said this before, but is when they won in 2004, first time, and how old was I? Uh, we were the same age. Uh, 41 years old. I thought they would ever, never, ever, ever win World Series. Because you know why? The year before that, 2003, right? Remember? They were playing the Yankees. And um, they had a 5-2 lead going to the eighth, game seven in New York. In New York. And uh, Great Little left Pedro in too long. And the Yankees came back and tied it up and went to extra innings. And then um, Brett Boone hit a home run off in Wakefield in like the 12th inning or something like that. And I was like, that's it. We're never going to win. <laughs> the following year, they win. They beat the, you know, they come back and beat the, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll stop with this. With the sports. No, that's the, and that's, that's one of the most legendary series in all of baseball history coming back yeah. from 3 0. Will that ever yeah. happen again? Has it happened again? Um, I think in basketball, it's happened and hockey, it's happened a couple of times, but uh, I don't think it's happened in baseball. I think the rest are the last ones that did it. I think yeah. that's right. It's yeah. almost impossible to do that. Oh, by the oh. way, I had uh, going back to uh, Roger and the you, you can't fix stupid sign in various and sundry bars. Uh, Reverbo with an observation. We can recall the distinction between ignorant and stupid. There's always the chance an ignorant person can smarten up because ignorance is a choice. Stupidity is an unfixable condition, a biological affliction. And it even rhymed. Well done, Reverbo. Well done. So I saw the uh, the shots of uh, Eugene Carroll coming out with her, with the lawyers and everybody and her family, and they all had big smiles on their faces. I, Eighty-three million. Here's a lot of ills, I guess. Good for her. Yeah, that's some Did, that's yeah. some Jed Clampett walking around money. <laughs> Did you guys? Did you guys see what Jason Jason Kelsey did? Hey Ben, one person. Oh, he took had his shirt off, didn't he? Ben. Yeah. Ben, one person in the room isn't a guy. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Just words matter. A few. Um, Stephen, New York, noting. Do you realize something we've all seen? The Cubs and the Red Sox winning a World Series. And yeah. my White Sox. Don't forget that. Yes. And the White Sox. Yeah. The thing is, yeah. the thing is, Steve, will you and I ever see the Reds win another one? Oh, he, I'm sure they'll win. Was he supposed to say you people? No, 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 no. Y'all. Is it ni- 1990? Is that the last time? Or Yins. Uh, like, I yes, Yins, 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 Yins works. I'm nasty around, boys. But- I'm Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm it, Pittsburgh positive. Yin. It, it gets a uh, it gets a little hairy, scary. The the language, and it's really easy to misspeak. At least we're with friends that we know. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you guys is is deemed to be like ubiquitous. 
but it isn't. Yeah. And you know how you find out you, it's not ubiquitous? No. If there's a girl among a bunch of guys, and she says, hey, ladies, the guys will have a connection. Hey, girls. Girls, listen up. Did you girls they hear do. what? Did you hear girl? Did you girls hear what so and so did last week? And the guys are like, "Huh? Well, you know, what? What? <laughs> that guy's been thinking okay. about the pussy." <laughs> I, I'm, I don't. I, I still say guys because I'm a, I'm a person. You know, like you said, Robin, it does. It has become ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. But I don't have a problem with it. That's why I don't. Even, it's it's been it's so part of the you know the lexicon or whatever. You didn't even didn't even registered that he somebody say you guys. But also I I am like sitting walking around trying to make people listen to me um, about my candidate. But anyway, um, yeah, I I say you guys all the time. And I'm like, wait, everybody's not a guy, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> or, or I say dude. I actually got yelled at. Because I said, dude, and it's like, I'm not a guy. And I'm like, it's, dude, it's, it's the way you say it. I mean, I'm from California. It's California. I, it's I California. hear that. Right. You say it. I get it. And it's the way For I say sure. it. I mean, seriously. It's very I went to school in the, Look, I went, I went to school in the Valley. I live in the Valley. And this is how I talk. And so I said, That's dude. Nice. Let's go to the Valley, girl. Valley, girl. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> So I, I'm like, you know, I don't mean, I didn't mean anything. I wasn't trying to misgender anybody no, or anything no. like that. But no, I, I mean, but is it, I'm sorry. Okay. You know, I know we're not supposed to, to goon on the Gen Zers and the millennials, but sometimes I'm like, y'all just ready for a fight. And it's like, with, I, I accidentally misgendered a Gen Zer. And it wasn't, there was no intent, there was no hate, and I just had to explain it to her, to them. I said, you know, give us older folks a chance before you jump down our throats. I think, I said, I think you have enough cognitive skills and critical thinking skills to understand, to listen to a person when they speak and to know that there's no intent behind the misgendering. And then they're like, oh, okay. It's like, dude, seriously? And then I go, dude, seriously? <laughs> but now, just to play it safe, when I introduce, when I meet somebody for the first time and I introduce myself and we're having a conversation, I'm like, what are your pronouns? And the, uh, man, and when I say to somebody, what are your pronouns? They give me this look like, oh my God, she's woke. In California, you get, oh my God, she's woke? No, I'm just saying they get this look, yeah. you know, like. Oh and, and, you know, Steve, like, I didn't mean to turn this into a language discussion, but Steve says, I'm sorry, but dude truly is universal. And, well, you know, Big Lebowski, all that. Um, but, no, I've got I've got I've got I've got uh, friends who are girls who dude each other nonstop. Yeah, my best well, my former best friend and I. I we dude seriously dude like oh my god dudes my goodness went to law, I went to seriously? law I went to law school with a woman who's everybody was dude is she from California um actually no she had gotten her undergraduate degree in uh, Wisconsin okay but I think she was a military brat so she'd been all over the place hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, by the I way, by the, way there, there is, by the way, there is an exception. Steve in New York points out in a group of gay men. Hey, girls. 
Yes, that works. lady. Yeah. Hey, lady. Yes. If you're at the club. And also, yeah. also, also, uh, I remember uh, the HBO uh, miniseries Generation Kill about Bush War II, and it focused on a whole bunch of Marines who were going through Iraq. And a couple of times, uh, one of the one of the one of the primary characters said, "Y'all do realize we are in the most homoerotic branch of the entire military because they were running around. All right, ladies, line up. You know, in formation, ladies. Okay, it was a it was a great line. I had a first uh, yesterday with the customer rep with their customer service rep, and I was going through you. Um, Walk, he was walking me through uh, application and asking me questions, and he said, um, "May I respectfully uh, uh, refer to you as a male?" And I said, "Yeah," but I hadn't I hadn't heard that before. That was a first for me. Wow! Has anyone has anyone else? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, that? males and males and females are always kind of a red flag to me. Um, because, well, like when you see, when you, when you see like misogynistic posts from right wing men, they'll be like, when talking to a female, can't use one. That's, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, Christopher. No, 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 but it was an application. Yeah, I mean, it always says male, female on an application, right? Right. This was, it was walking me through an application, so it wouldn't say man, woman on the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. On, yeah, on the application. Sure. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I think I, I lost a little bit in translation yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. But I find I've that pretty, that pretty cool. It, I mean, when I, that perked my ears up and I was like, well, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty damn respectful. Yeah, I've noticed that too, where people say females don't appreciate their men or something like that, and it sounds bad. Yeah, I uh, I apologize, and I'll try to remember say either y'all or all right, guys and gals. Did you see that happen? I've been saying guys all my life. It's difficult to turn that off. Very. I'll try to. I'll try to do better. That's all I can do is try to do better. Absolutely. Now, all any of us, but that's like a phrase I see now in a lot of spaces, is guys and gals and non-binary pals. Or guys and gals and envy pals. But I find dude interesting. You know, Flavio said, what are, what, are, what are all East Coast riverboat gamblers called? Answer, dude. I don't know where I heard that one. But you know where, where it may have begun? And for the movie buffs in the Horn Family Community Congregation, you might remember this. Uh, Lee Marvin, um, if Tracy's still with us, Lee Marvin in The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. What does Lee Marvin's character constantly call Jimmy Stewart's character? Dude. Listen, dude. <laughs> so, and you know that Lee Marvin voice. He, oh God, his character, Liberty Valance, was just so freaking 
evil. I gotta see that again. It's been too long. I barely oh, I, remember. I love it. And by the way, a viewing tip, uh, I don't think anybody's gonna be put off by F-bombs. Holy smoke, on a lark, Annette and I started watching Ted. It is a scream. Is it good? It's it's hilarious. Oh, okay. And a couple of cast members from the Orville. And, of course, you know, Seth MacFarlane doing Ted's voice. And, I mean, we, we, we have sat and just absolutely been destroyed. Like, have to pause it because you can't breathe and you can't pay attention anymore. It's on, oh. pe- it's on Peacock. I have that. I don't have Paramount Plus. It's it's on Peacock, and yeah, just start it, you, Christopher. You won't be okay. It's oh, devas. It's devastating. I need something to laugh after Fargo. Holy shit, that was a strong now, season. I've of got Fargo. I'm, Holy fuck! I went to watch Fargo, and it told me that I had to upgrade my subscription. Huh? Like, nope. Why? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I uh, I got Peacock Premium just to be able to watch that Chiefs game. Uh, yeah, can you believe that shit? God damn these people. No, nothing's enough. It's never and enough. What, and then what pissed me off was is I found out that my local NBC affiliate was simulcasting it. And I was like, okay, so I just wasted that money for nothing. And your checks for free. Ha <laughs> Uh, I hate it when they do that. They they don't announce anything until the last minute, and then you find out about after the fact. Dan, you didn't waste it for nothing. I'm here to save you for the month. Tomorrow night on on Peacock is the Royal Rumble. You can watch it for free now that you've bought it. Uh, Answering a question from Ralph's, yes, Ted is with a teddy bear. Basically, it picks up, it's, it's set in 1993, like, Eight years after Ted was a phenomenon in Hollywood, and he's just living with a family, sounds like somewhere in Southie. Because all of all of Scott McFarlane's situation comedies are set in New England. The whole Canflick region, they canceled the last uh, a showing that they blacked out the market for the, uh, the Browns game. Because there, there's the area is uh, well, where I'm situated, where they black out the games. Like, well, you can't get tickets to the game, and I don't want to go because it's fucking twenty below zero. And Man, that's suck it up, like Ben did. Yeah, no, sorry, Ben. Suck uh, it up, Buttercup. Come on. Uh, no, I ain't. Ooh, Butch. I, I ain't paying <laughs> paying to be in pain. Uh, uh, BGS yeah, is not my thing. good for you. No, it ain't. <laughs> Maybe not hypothermia. Frostbite. frostbite. Oh, speaking of which, uh, maybe Ben knows a little bit about this. I read a story earlier today about three guys who went to watch the last Chiefs game of the season at a friend's house. And then after the game was over, they all left. And the three guys never came home. 
Yeah, and, I heard something after, about it. And they, after they a couple of days, the gr- one of the girlfriends was freaking out, and one of the mamas was freaking out. And one of the girlfriends went over to the house, wound up breaking through a basement window, and started, you know, pinging her boyfriend's phone, and it was showing he was there. Ooh. Yeah, where were you, Ben? Where were you? And. <laughs> And the three, and they found the three guys dead in the backyard. Ah, shit! No signs of foul play. Oh, yeah, they're still investigating this and trying to figure out what the hell happened because it is weird. Hold my beard, deaths, huh? Yeah, they're boofing. <laughs> Can boofing, boofing in the cold. No, oh, sadly, no. Brett Kavanaugh was not one of them. Um. <laughs> And Squee. Sadly. Who were the other guys? Squee and... What was the other guy? Yeah. Brett and no. Squee and Boof. I don't know. I can't remember. No, but here's here's something interesting you guys didn't know. Guess who's given the Chiefs the endorsement to win the Super Bowl? And Patrick Mahomes said, I don't want his endorsement. Nitwit Nero? Oh, yeah. really? Trump's saying, Chiefs are going to win! I'm like, don't be... Don't be Giving us bad luck. Yeah, death sentence. Or no, it was Ted Cruz, right? He was the kiss of death for all the Texas teams. Yes. Uh, yeah. To the yeah, point right? that the, 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 they beg him not to go to the games anymore. Yeah. Right. And, and see, so either – uh, this this is if, – if the Chiefs win, if the Chiefs win, I'm going to be rooting for the NFC. Sorry, Ben. But it's uh, – the NFC – the NFC champion will either, either – either one will be a blue state team. The Ravens are another blue state team, although not a Ravens fan. Sorry, I don't know if Tosh is listening, but I apologize. Or Steve from Georgetown, he's a Ravens fan. No, that's true. Love you, Steve. Still love you, but Karen's a, 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 a dirty bird fan. But I guess would that be a clean bird? The Raven? I don't know. No, but the Ravens are tough to beat. I don't, they I don't have been happening. blowing people away. Yeah, all the good teams they've just dispatched all of them. Yeah, and they yeah. just they just kind of went about it in workmanlike fashion throughout the season. Yeah, but they have even taken- the last game, right? I mean, it was somewhat in doubt for a little bit, but then, like you said, just. Keep plowing ahead, keep plowing ahead, and just grinding those teams into the dust. Yeah, but they haven't faced the Chiefs, and they haven't faced the number one defense in the league this year yet. Yeah. And Mahomes, uh, he's the football Jordan, really. I mean, he's kind of an unstoppable force, except for Brady. That was his kryptonite. Was Brady right? Yeah, eventually, eventually Mahomes will eclipse Brady. I think. I think you were killing Tracy. Boring, <laughs> boring. Tracy, you kind of like the Niners, this. don't you? Or no, the Rams. You like the Rams. I don't give a rat's sports ass ball. about <laughs> any of these motherfuckers. But no, no the sports I ball. I had to say that. But no, no, no. Actually, okay. I'm a Lakers fan and a Rams fan and a Dodger fan because these, you know, especially with the Rams when they finally came back. Um, and I Jan is a huge a, uh, 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 Dodgers huge fan. Huge Laker and Dodger fan. 
So, and it was, it was really cool because even though, you know, my, I, I was, you know, I was at my aunt's funeral last week, my brother came home for the funeral because he lives in Atlanta and he was just like, it is so nice to watch a Laker game at 7.30. I mean, he's like, even though it is 10.30 at home, it's still seven, it's still a respectable hour to watch a basketball game because when he's, you know, at home, if there's a Laker game, he can't, and it's a home game, he has to, or just, you know, they're on the West Coast, period. Um, they have, he has, he has to wait till 1030 in order to watch the game. So he was very, very, very happy because he, and he got a two for because they played, he got, um, got to see them play Friday and, um, Sunday. So he was happier than the pig in, sh- in slop, man. <laughs> you you know, can say pig and shit on this show. You know, Tracy, yeah, know. I'm. Tracy, I'm happy that the Rams moved back to L.A. because after they won that first Super Bowl in St. Louis, and then they then they didn't do, do anything for a while, the St. Louis Rams fans neglected the team. They could hardly ever fill up the Edwards Jones Dome, and that was sad. Well, shit, they got a brand spanking new SoFi Stadium or Arena, yeah. whatever the fuck it's called, which is gorgeous. Yes, um, they do, and. and- and and um and I don't give a fuck about the Clippers, even though I I guess they're doing exceptionally well this season. I think they're like the team to beat, um in in their league or what have you. But I I'm I'm annoyed. Well, actually, I'm I'm disgusted at the fact because all these years the Clippers and the, and the Lakers played at Staples Center. Well, and I will never call it crypto. Fuck y'all, because yeah. that part. But but anyway, we're cowbell for that. I agree. You know, because I'm sorry. This, <laughs> You know, the Staples Center is the house that Kobe built, and I find it incredibly disrespectful that they named it, you know, crypto. And I, you know, I, you know, I know nothing about finance and stuff, but that's a that's a Ponzi scheme if there was ever anything. But anywho, um, so I'm why well, I'm disgusted with the Clippers is not so much the Clippers per se, but I guess whoever the motherfucker that owns the Clippers owns Intuit and all that QuickBooks TurboTax, they're building. Another, they're building their own arena in Inglewood, and so that because so we already have SoFi there, we already have the form, and they were not supposed to build another sports venue there because we have enough. And Where's so the Chargers we, one, Tracy? The Chargers play at SoFi as well. Yeah. No, no, no. But they get a new one opening up next year, don't they? No, I, I thought no. No. no, no, I thought they that, did. When when they first came, there was talks of building a, a stadium or arena, whatever, in in um, Carson, but that shit fell through. Ah, uh, um, I didn't even know so, that. Okay. And so the the Chargers and the Rams share SoFi, and so um, who I so the the asshole um. Bomber, you know, oh, Steve Bomber, right? Okay. That's his name. I don't I, like. I said the, to me, he's the asshole because I don't know his fucking name. So is that his name? You could tell me who. You could say his name was jumping Jehoshaphat, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, he <laughs> took over for the super racist, the the uber racist. What was that yeah. guy's name? Remember that? Oh, Robin? what was that guy's name? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that they guy. threw his ass out of the league, and I thought, yes, Steve Bomber, yes. isn't that right? Yeah. And and Chris, we got we got thirty two teams, but we only got thirty stadiums. 
Okay, okay, yeah, we're Jets and Giants. We've only we've only got twenty four minutes left in the program. We're going to stop all football talk now. Sports ball talk okay, is over. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's but fine. that's uh, the, the, see that's some fucked up shit, man. Because this, I, when I actually engage in a goddamn conversation about then sports, Robert then you cuts it off. Shit off. See, you know what? Tune in more, uh, Tracy, after on the back. <laughs> no, All right. No, no, no. Tracy, no. Tracy, Tracy, file the complaint with your union rep, okay? <laughs> and, and management will negotiate. And your and your commissary oh. privileges have been docked. <laughs> no, I just saw I just saw this come across my feed. The Lincoln Project has a verdict out on the on the or has a uh, video out on the verdict. Oh, no. Oh, no. Already. Oh, no. And it's called Uh-Oh, Donald, $88.3 million edition. I have a feeling this is going to be very good. I have not seen it yet oh, or heard it. No. This is a sickening. So let's roll. Gracie. I have a question for Tracy. Nothing to do with football, though. Okay. Well, let it, ever let's watch Lawrence Donald thing. Tracy? Say from to the room to the what? I'm sorry. Watch what? Do you ever listen, you ever listen to Lawrence O'Donnell? No, I do not. Last night, he had an interview. I'm pretty sure you've talked about it. It was a movie you told us how to watch. I think it was about a black woman who ran the country talking to other people, trying to bring people together, and there's a movie made about the book. He interviewed the oh, actress stars in that movie. Yes, Origin. Uh, uh, he interviewed that actress because he starred in the role with her, too. Okay. No, it, it, it was a, it was a, good, it was a good interview, though. Is it a, and it was Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC, yeah? Yeah, it was his last segment, I want to say, last night was talking to her from Origins. Yes, exactly. Okay, I'll check it out. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Sure. Okay, a couple of things. Um, uh, Steve in New York, cold weather at foot. Okay, I'm going to break the rule. Cold weather at a football game. This came in back before I called the band. Cold weather at a football game. Fuck all y'all. My uncle was at the Freezer Bowl in Cincinnati in 1981. The wind chill was minus 60. Ooh. Ooh, that's cold. That is bone-chilling that, cold. That's awful. Uh, and Mike in Cascadia with a, a viewing yeah. recommendation. Uh, Mike said, I just rewatched the entirety of The Americans with Kerry Russell. Wasn't your friend Dan involved with that show? Yeah. He did the late 70s, early 80s sets. Yes, he did the final season as the prop master. Uh, anyway, Mike says, noticed Kerry Russell's name on a 2023 Netflix series, The Diplomat. It is brilliant. Crisp dialogue, germane to current events. It is West Wing-esque, and Carrie Russell is brilliant. Check it out. Oh, goody. I got something that, that... And she is. She's fantastic. Um, and no, uh, Flavio wanted to know I'd, if I... Uh, what, you've never... No, Ted is a series on Peacock. It is a series, multiple episodes. Picks up eight years. It's nineteen, and the fun thing is, it's set in nineteen ninety three. So it's weird. To, it's kind of weird to watch people who don't have the internet, even though we were those people, right? So anyway, the Lincoln Project. Uh oh, Donald, eighty eight point three million dollar edition. This is a significant win for E. Jean Carroll, the jury awarding her 
um, just shy of $100 million in this verdict. Uh-oh. For compensatory damages, for her emotional pain and anguish is $7.3 million. The amount for the compensatory damages for the reputation repair program is $11 million. The punitive damages award of $65 million. Uh-oh. The whole point of this, this enormous damages, unprecedented damages now, is to tell Donald Trump to shut up. Uh-oh. That's his voice that keeps going. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And the the the, uh, the the reactions have been, oh, precious, to say the least. Here's a little tidbit from MSNBC. Andrew Weissman, I was going to ask you a very lofty question about enforcement, but I'm going to use the verbiage instead that my mother just texted me, which is, bottom line, when does she get the cash? <laughs> Um, that look that has to await the appeal, and that's because that's part of our process um, where you're entitled to appeal and be heard, and it doesn't matter whether you're Donald Trump or anyone else. That is part of the rule of law that we're seeing being upheld uh, here. Um, just just to focus, I will take sort of a step back, but Please. not on on that quite issue, but on that that but to talk about this is really. Um, a bad sign for Donald Trump, because when you think about what he's what he really has to do and his whole goal is to denigrate the rule of law, to denigrate the, the judicial system, the court system, because that is where he is facing accountability. He obviously has done that with respect to prosecutors, to Joe Biden, to journalists. He's done all that. Um, but he has to worry about the what is happening in these cases. Well, he made an explicit appeal today to jury nullification. What is jury nullification? That is asking the jury not to follow the law. That is why Alina Haba was um, was sort of slapped down by the judge saying, do not make those arguments. That is why Donald Trump, um, as Harry said, tried to inject his own views, whether it was on the stand or in these sort of you know, loud statements from uh, from within the, the courtroom when he was not on the stand, was to tell the, the jury, just disregard what the judge is doing, disregard the law. Well, that did not happen. It did not happen here. It did not happen in the prior case. He is found to be somebody who has not only defamed, but sexually assaulted. And if you listen to Judge Kaplan today, it was in extremely and appropriately graphic terms in terms of what the jury found um, that he had done to E. Jean Carroll against her will, without consent. Another jury has found beyond a reasonable doubt that the Trump Organization is criminally liable for a multi-year tax scheme. Um, and the Judge and Gorin decision that we're waiting for is going to be a damage amount. But remember, he has already found Again, in a court of law, after Donald Trump had his day in court, has already found that he engaged in fraud, um, that he personally has, as has his organization. So you're seeing in so many ways the courts really standing up. And to, this is something Liz Cheney pointed out um, in her book and in her, when she was speaking about it, that if you look at the different institutions and you think about what institution is actually held by and large, 
It is really the judicial system. And I think what we saw today with the judge and the jurors here, all non-unanimous jurors, is you're seeing people really embodying what is the best in America, which is that the rule of law has to triumph and that people were going to reject this idea of we're going to, you know, have a cult where we just don't hold you to the same standard any of the rest of us are held to. That was helpful. Uh, Y'all, I just came up with an idea. I just I just had kind of a lightning bolt moment when uh, I was listening to all of that. We've been talking. uh, You want to talk about a potential nightmare? Like I said earlier, Joe to the mansion born, his stupid no labels campaign. What if he asked Liz Cheney to be his vice presidential running mate? Anybody? Oh, wow. That, that, that might actually get him the, uh, the nominee as the front runner. That's scary. To take, That's uh, really scary. To take uh, Network Nero's place. A unity ticket because Joe's a Democrat, my ass. I don't think Liz Cheney will do it because she doesn't like Trump and doesn't want Trump to be elected. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking about Joe Manchin. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, I don't think Cheney would. No, I don't no, think but, she would. Go but ahead, I'm but, saying, but you know, the hypothetical I put forward put forward earlier. What if, as Todd says, he don't make it? Oh, like that. Okay. And they put up and they put up some successor maggot and then Joe yeah. Manchin says Hey Liz. Mm-hmm. Well at the worst if if they elect so you say in Manchin and Cheney run as Republicans? No, they're gonna run well I mean that's or, the whole that's the whole thing. No labels is a Yeah, Trump grift. Yeah. But would Cheney want to have herself uh, involved like that? I don't know. She probably wouldn't care, I guess. I mean, she's still a Republican at the end of the day. You know, yeah, but, still, but at, least, at least she's a Republican to try to do what's right for this country. Yes, she she did. She did the bare she did the bare minimum she did the bare minimum thing. She honored her oath. Yeah. On one issue, Ben. Yes, very important issue. I'll grant you, but she's good on one issue. All the other nine hundred ninety-nine million of them, bad, real bad, real bad. <laughs> but she didn't give lip service on the committee. I mean, she kind of, she kind of got into it and kind of gave a fuck, which I thought was cool. But like you said, nine hundred ninety-nine other things she didn't do good on. Still got to remember all, that. And we all know what her father thinks of Trump. Oh, yeah. And, what, he, and as he, we he, as we move toward the end of the program, do some other, you know, get into some other news. Um, some Senate Republicans are genuinely pissed that Nitwit Nero may have blown up the bipartisan border deal. Didn't they just put that back together again like Humpty Dumpty? 
you know, the fuck. Fuck Trump. We honestly, we, no. Kevin, we came so damn close. Was it 2011? We came oh, well, so damn yeah. close to getting something yeah. done, and then it got scuttled by the teabaggers, and we haven't seen anything since. So it's been 12 years. So what? It's going to be another maybe, decade before we get a bite at the apple again to fix this. Maybe, maybe over the weekend, some of these senators will will start seeing how the wind's blowing with Trump, and ain't it ain't going well for him. And, and they and, might. And, say, yeah, and since ahead, we're and since we're talking about the border, the stupidity is ramping up rapidly. How the fuck does Trump have you? Have, I mean, have you heard about this? Bearing. Have you heard about this God's Army trucker convoy? Yeah, I heard uh, something about this. Yeah, yeah. go I, ahead. They're rather. doing something called the uh, Take Our Border Back. Kind of like uh, the truckers up in what was it, uh, Canada. The border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Oh, they that believe that God has called oh, them. They believe that Another God. They Damn believe it. that God has called them to go down and drive migrants back into Mexico. That's gonna. That's gonna get shitty. That's gonna get real. They had an shitty. Or, yeah, they had an organizing call recently, and one of the one of the maggots said, "This is a biblical monumental moment that's been put together by God. We yeah. are besieged on all sides by." Dark forces of evil. Dark-sided. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. mother truckers. They're going to they're gonna get wind that, that, that Trump ain't going to make it, and then they're going to go start going crazy. They're, they're going to start doing some crazy shit. And Vice, uh, the story was at Vice. Vice reported, these latest developments have aroused civil war fantasies on fringe forums, as well as on the social media accounts of GOP lawmakers and right-wing political commentators. And this all means that the border convoy is garnering more interest than it might have done a couple of weeks ago. The convoy's crowdfunder on Give, Send, Go has raked in more than $30,000 just this week, totaling nearly fifty grand by Friday morning. That's all they got. That's all they got left. That's all they got to hang their hat on right now. It, 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 yeah, and, it's, and look, it's always a grift, y'all. Yeah, it's always a grift. Look at look at uh, Steve Bannon laughing all the way to the bank with the, with the border wall. Yeah, but Steve Bannon's got a problem. I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this, but uh, he tried to pull he tried to pull a daddy and stiff his own lawyer out of nearly a half a million dollars in legal fees. No shit. And uh, so he got Jose right. Palieri at the Daily Beast reported that Bannon has stiffed his longtime counsel, Robert Costello. And a judge has ordered Bannon to pay him $480,000 and $480,487 that's way overdue. Well, it's interesting, I hope. But it, but it, but it has, it has, it has ripples that go further out from where the pebble entered the pond. Um, because Costello's law firm is trying to review Bannon's bank step, uh, statements, and Bannon is begging the judge not to let them. And at Daily at, at uh, Daily Beast, uh, Palieri writes a request that has required Bannon to awkwardly concede that his personal finances likely have evidence that could bolster the Manhattan District Attorney's case against him. 
over the fundraising fraud of building the wall. He should pay every dime of that back. Plus interest. And could, Bannon, man, I didn't, I thought he was smarter than that. He can't be stiff on lawyers like. Well, and see, he has. Why do these people think he, they he, can but, get away with the same well, because, shit as Donnie? Because Donnie, that's the paradigm Donnie has created. But the thing is, uh, the, the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells is an, his new pettifogger is a guy named Harlan Protas. Really? Um, what is it with the Harlans? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, he recently filed something with the court saying that uh, the Costello firm's attempts to find out his finances, his client's finances, DHC's taking of post-judgment discovery from Mr. Bannon poses a significant risk of compromising Mr. Bannon's Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Ow. Ow. Hurts. So Bannon may wind up incriminating himself because he thought he would be cute like Daddy and stiff his lawyer. Robin, I have one intelligent question um, before the end of the program. Okay. Is there any news? Is there any news on Georgia? Um, no, no. Uh, the uh, review of the deposition of the prosecutor, Fonnie Willis, brought in. She she's not going to be deposed yet because the judge wants to know what the parties themselves know about their own assets. Ah, okay. And thank you, Kevin. Thank you for jumping yep. in. We're down below thirteen hundred bucks to finish January. Uh, we are now at twelve sixty. Uh, we got about seven minutes to go in the program. Like I said, if we could do- if we could knock it down by two hundred and sixty bucks, that would be a miracle in six minutes. Uh, if we could knock it down by two hundred and sixty bucks, we would be actually caught all the way up to Monday and then. That's just $900 Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, assuming I'm here on Wednesday. And again, program note, I may not be. I have to take Margie to the doctor down in Charleston, and that's just, that's an, that's a whole day. But just so, yeah. But 260 bucks, we'd at least be even come Monday. Um, so... Uh, it's funny, though, uh, now Nitwit Nero is uh, grumping about Willard Romney because <laughs> Willard, Willard Romney finally took issue with him trying, with, uh, uh, with Nitwit Nero trying to trash the border deal. And, I'll tell you what. And Nitwit, was, and Nitwit Nero said, in response to the statement made by Pierre Delecto, I haven't spoken to Mitt Romney in years, and he knows nothing about me or my views. Fortunately, he will be permanently leaving the Senate soon, and our country will be a better place for it. I'm hoping soon, like I said, on these Republican senators. But it's all on Mike Johnson. I mean, they'll, 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 they'll put heat on the House They'll, you know, maybe they can coalesce and say, look, get your act together. Trump's going nowhere. You know, let's just uh, 
start running the country again and you have your kids and grandkids have the they have to pass a fucking budget. Life's it's already six months late. And then they're going to run into to the next fiscal year within like a month. Oh, this is March. March. Crazy. Don't we have we have the yeah March. We have to play this fuck around game again. Yeah. And they're going to do it again and again and again and again. Well, until we get responsible governance. That's the thing here. If we don't like Meanwhile, these things, put people in place who won't make these things happen. Well, can they do something with Ukraine separate? Like, can somebody just get in there and craft something? No. They could, but I don't see Mike Johnson. I don't think he wants to. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Nah, scary. Winter's coming, man. They gotta, they gotta get some shit over there. They gotta get some more stuff over there. Running UK. out. They're running out, and it's not good. Ukraine is doing fine if you listen to Malcolm Nance, like you should, since he was on the front lines over there and talks about almost weekly with uh, Stephanie. He said, "Don't let this background noise distort you or disturb you." They're still kicking ass. Russia's still losing constantly. And a couple other border countries have stepped up and said, if we don't fill that hole, they'll do it for the meantime to give us cover until we can get our act together. Don't worry right. about it. Don't stress over it. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks. I appreciate that. No problem. He's the one person I listen to when it comes to Ukraine because he actually boots on the ground and still has friends in the fight. Yeah, he knows his stuff. He definitely does. And who is that guy that's on Tom Hartman? That he has on every once in a while. I like him a lot, too, on Ukraine. He gives an update. I can't remember his name, but he's very good. Oh, that former, was it a colonel or something? He's got that beard, yeah. Yeah, he's he's real good, yeah. I, I forget his name, but yeah. This colonel but must still, be. I, I'm hearing whispers that uh, shells, ammunition is definitely an issue. Don't listen to the whispers. Yeah, it's Colonel Mustard. Yeah. Colonel Clink. The whispers are just distractions. I know nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing. Well, thanks, everybody. It's time to wrap things up. Um, enjoy your weekend, y'all. You know? Every time, every time, if, if something happens and it's like, well, shit, that sucks, take a moment, take a breath. And then say to yourself, but I didn't just get an $83.3 million judgment against me because I can't keep my fucking mouth shut. Because you've got... I don't have any snow. Because I've got the right, dumbest lawyer. But you don't have an $83.3 million judgment against you because... Or, yeah. or Greg Abbott, or DeSantis, or Ted Cruz. I'm good. It's okay. Yeah. I love it. I loved it today when uh, she tried to use the Twitter... Uh, and Kaplan shut her down, and she was just beside herself, from what I understand. <sighs> so, good. Yeah, so um, out of here, uh, the back porch conversation will continue in my absence once the program goes off the air. i got to do the upload. And uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks to each and every one of you. 
the conversation was was good, was good this evening, and I think I think we were all just a little bit really eighty three point three million dollars. Huh. Good jury, good. But uh, thanks to all of our Patreon and PayPal subscribers, thanks to our a la carte contributors. Everything this evening was a la carte. Thank you, each and every one. We're down to uh, twelve sixty come Monday, if nothing happens over the weekend. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Roger in Oregon and in the chat room and in the uh, old holler tree. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Uh, the liking and subscribing is making a difference. Maybe the community is growing, and I'm going to love it if it is. Thanks, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please stay safe, get your booster, get your RSV vaccine, get your flu shot, get your pneumonia vaccine if you're right for that. Wear your mask when you're around the maggots because that's the best way to keep from getting the Rona. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse, maintain your social distance as best you can especially this time of year. And, you know, if Nitwit Nero comes towards you saying, this is not America, tell him to quit uh, quit using uh, David Bowie and Pat Metheny's lines and avoid him like the plague because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Have a great Weekend, everybody that doesn't have an $83.3 million judgment against them. Later.